What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, November 17th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, and with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. Let me be the first congr- to congratulate you on being a Dylan Cease believer. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, the good Reverend K. Fids. Let me also be the first to congratulate you on having a fantastic head of a Paw Patrol character balloon floating in the background for our podcast because that is really better than the makeup table. With spine. With spine. Oh, yeah. Well, you it's a Mortal Kombat move, correct? You ripped it yes. out. I did the finishing move. Yes. And I'll explain that. You finished when you second. got head in the base? Hey, Mitch. That's NASCAR Mitch. It doesn't always happen. Well, you know, I thought it was going to be a slow week, but the White Sox signed a banker. So that's exciting. And and you thought the NASCAR championship season's over. There'd be no NASCAR minute. You'd be wrong. We got some news. So a little teaser. I'm getting used to this this radio slash podcast thing. There there we go. Oh, man. That was, I'm impressed. So uh, definitely stay tuned for the NASCAR Minute with NASCAR Mitch at the end of the show. We're going to talk about uh, where we're at with our... Well, we haven't even talked about our prediction game. We just kind of started it on Twitter. So we're going to talk about that, some of the parameters, how that came about. Naturally, uh, we started our free agent predictions after free agency officially started. The day right. we could have recorded the show. We knew nothing was going to happen, so we That's were true. Yeah. <laughs> We were on top of it. Yeah, we still got time, technically. But um, we'll talk about some awards that have been handed out. Uh, and some of the other news that's just going around the league. So with all that being said, let's tap this cat. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Ganty, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what you waiting for. You can put it on a boy. As always, this show is brought to you by Sports Mockery and SportsMockery.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications, and you'll be the first one to know when Aaron Judge comes to the White Sox. Sports Mockery, SportsMockery.com, and also brought to you by Uncle Bud's on 9700 South Cicero in Oak Lawn. Make sure you go and check them out. If you're watching this live on Wednesday or listening to this on Thursday on the show, head out to Uncle Bud's on Thursday night where Lagunitas We'll be pouring special pints for everybody. And the nice thing there is you get to keep the pint. Uh, I actually was nice. at Uncle Bud's on, what day was that? That's Saturday. Uh, that's how fun it was because <laughs> I couldn't uh, couldn't really remember what day we had going there. Uh, <laughs> now, will it be Lil Sumpin? Will, will it be Lil Sumpin or will, what, what type of I think it's just any Lagunitas that they have there on tap. I know they do have a little something. So I just like to say that little something, something. Little um, something. 
Mrs. O likes a little something, something. She likes that beer. Uh, yeah, I, that's why I, I specified the beer afterwards. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, make sure you head out. Uncle Bud's 9700 South Cicero. Uh, make sure you tell them Zoe sent you. All right. Uh, well, let's talk about the top story as we went live here on Wednesday night. Um, awards. The big one because one actually touched home. Damn, Mitch, you got a fan club and everything. Let's go. <laughs> Look at you, buddy. Holy shit, bud. That's awesome, actually. Oh, I thought it was, was going to be the porn app. It actually might be. <laughs> but You know what? That's all right. I... Yeah. Um, so, Shout out Sally G. So, <laughs> so uh, the 2022 AL Cy Young, well, first the NL Cy Young, uh, Big Sandy down in Miami won unanimously. Uh, good for him. First Marlins pitcher to ever win the Cy Young. And I thought for sure like Josh Beckett or D-Train or someone would have gotten one, but uh, Big Sandy, A. Eh? Fun fact, though, Mitch and Kevin, the St. Louis Cardinals uh, about five or six years ago traded Sandy Alcantara to the Marlins for Marcelo Zuna. Ooh. Good for them. Oh, man. Sally, we're still trying to figure that out oh. ourselves. Um, I like this Sally. You yeah, know what? Let's, uh, this this is just for Sally. <laughs> yeah. Just, there you there's, go. Little, there's a little, there's a little there Sally go. time. Something you do also in the basement. So, yeah, Sandy, but he won uh, unanimously, which good for Sandy. Um, good for the Marlins. Just. Yeah, and you always love to see, uh, <laughs> you always love to see the Cardinals lose a trade. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, everybody mm-hmm. wins there. Oh, by the so, way, unanimous, 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 yeah, both yeah, unanimous. Yeah, which kind of pissed me off. I felt like Cease could have gotten at least one. Did he just have the win it? No, but I felt like he could have gotten at least. One. It, it was well, it was the AL Cy Young uh, turn. So Justin Verlander. The old man still got a little gas in the tank. He wins the AL Cy Young uh, unanimously. I think this is like the – it's a very rare occasion where both leagues are unanimous. Um, but the, the story here for this shoe is uh, Dylan Cease came in second place. Uh, as you know, this is a very pro Dylan Cease show, so we're very happy to see that. Uh, he got 14 second place votes, 10 third place votes, five fourth place votes, and some asshole gave him a fifth place vote. <laughs> um, so he totaled 97 points. Obviously, Justin Verlander unanimous, 210 points, but it went cease. And then the big boy north of the border, Alex Manoa, and then Otani, Framber Reyes, Shane McClellan, Shane Bieber, a couple Yankee assholes, and Kevin Gossman. So, I mean, that's that's in a season of mid because that's all this season was Dylan Cease without a doubt was like the shining star of the season for the White Sox and it's nice to see it all kind of come to fruition with these awards I mean these awards they are what they are we understand that there's politics and some other stuff that goes into this and like media relations and all that other fun stuff but Cy Young I feel like still carries some water so uh really happy for Dylan Cease you guys, any thoughts on the Cy Young? Yeah, I mean, it's nice that he's getting recognition for how good of a season he had because he got screwed over at the All-Star break. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I'm glad at least, you know, people are talking about him. He got the recognition he deserved for the season he had because the fact that he hasn't been an all-star yet, especially after a year that he had this year, uh, yeah. was ridiculous. But uh, props to him. I mean, it's a good year. Uh, hopefully he can build off that. And Sox now, two years in a row, they got a guy in the the, the finalists with Lance Lynn and Dylan Cease. So the starting rotation, they, they, they've been good. So we just got to get the rest of it figured out. And you know what? This is going to residually help him next year for the All-Star game. So I'm sure that he could have a dog shit year and he's going to be an All-Star. So that's how it always seems to work in the cycle. This is kind of like the when the same thing happened to Arietta in 2015. He wasn't an All-Star and he won the Cy Young. Yep. Uh, It's just like like the like the way the voting works is just like all weird because like the like most of the voting gets done like at the end of May and like the first two weeks of June. That's fucked. So like up. once you're a leader, then like it's pretty hard for you to lose. It's like so. Yeah, I mean, yep. we yeah. talk about the Oscar voting every year, but and then good, we good all for Dylan Cease, well deserved. Top yeah, two we thought that we thought that Dylan might uh, have uh, a chance of winning it when Verlander went down, but you got to give credit where credit's due. Roids, uh, Verlander came back from injury <laughs> and absolutely finished that season. Roids really strong. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of, hey, a lot of guys in their 40s bounce back from major, you know, injuries in the middle of the season to come back better than they were. It's totally natural. It happens all the time. Look, so, Kate Upton had... will disagree with you. <laughs> Why? You can just Google it, dude. Those pictures are all over the internet. Well, perhaps just having Kate Upton at the house is enough to recover. It could be. It could By be. By the way, it's, it's, it's not even. Testosterone levels. <laughs> It's not even this year. Go, going back to when Verlander was traded, like that was like when the Cubs were like in conversations to All Star. Like Justin Verlander was like close to like done in Detroit. He was making thirty million dollars a year. He was like his ERA was getting like well over four, and then he went to Houston, and then just has had like what now four or five straight unbelievable years and wins another Cy Young. Well, old people like to move to the equator as they get older. <laughs> and so he's stuck in Detroit all year. And, you know, they get cold weather's hard on the bones. So it's still it's true. As a, a AL Central homer with the white side, it's still funny when a Detroit fan tries to pipe up and you're just like, bro, you had Max Scherzer. Justin Verlander, you had all these guys Marcello. on the same team. Sanchez was still a stud on that too. That rotation was that, stunning. I think that, that's that's four Cy Young award winners that they <laughs> yeah. had. Your team completely – I've never seen a fuck-up. I mean, I have, but that's one of the all-time biggest fuck-ups. No doubt. Breaking yeah. up that – I mean, that remember well, that was when Detroit – Forget breaking it up. Like, they had their opportunities. And they yeah, just, they, had, yeah. they just could never get over the hump. And that's when the old man was on his way out. So he's like, he gave the GM at the time the Blake checkbook and was like, just go get me whoever. I just want a World Series before I die, Jerry. And he was just like, please, just do it. And remember, Detroit was supposed to be this big, scary team. Just couldn't get it done. I that lasting image of, I think it was Austin Jackson like, flipping over the wall at Fenway. That just like something. Oh, yep. like, perfect. Yep. Like, like trying to catch a home run, just flipped over the wall. Cubs legend, Austin Jackson. And White yep. Oh, that's right. Damn. <laughs> Good memory. Uh, memories. Guys, I miss baseball. <laughs> yeah, I miss. Oh, I, dude, I had. Uh, I had. A, Look, I miss baseball bitch, when you said that, day. I like saw that in front of my face. Oh, that, absolutely. That highlight. Absolutely. With the security guard right there. Yeah. 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 Um, and then uh, we had the the rookie of the year awards. Uh, no big surprises there. Um, Julio, my boy Julio on the Mariners taking it home. I mean, the kid was just had an unreal year. Yep. Um, 
It could have had an even bigger year because remember, like the whole first like four, five, six weeks though, he was just getting squeezed every or like yes. just bullshit call after bullshit. He had, the, he had the slow start. A lot of people jumped off the train after the slow start. Some of us pushed harder, and yeah, <laughs> I'm a big, big Julio guy. Um, now I'm just fucking with you guys. I'm trying to say as many stupid things as possible to get you to giggle. But um, who's the NL winner? Michael Harris. Yeah, it was Michael Braves. Harris, right? Michael Harris, the Braves, super shocker. They, they oh, good young talent a, that they locked up forever. Especially, I didn't realize how hard that guy throws. He's fucking. I mean, he got. I think he got kind of blew up in the in the uh, in the playoffs when he pitched. But that dude was fucking nasty. Was it just me? Yeah, maybe it was just. I thought he kind of flew under the radar. Like no one, yes. like Rodriguez, everyone knew. Like star, Michael Harris. I think you asked a good percentage of MLB fans, they'd be like, who? I mean, uh, that, I remember second half of the season he came on big. Like he yeah, was like, he was getting he, like yeah. uh, like in, in the summer months. Yeah, but I still remember when uh, remember when O'Neill Cruz came up with the Pirates and like he mm-hmm. had all the big hype, and like I was looking because I was writing a like a, a short article on like Christopher Morel being like a possible like rookie of the year candidate when he was on fire, like for the first month or so, mm-hmm. and I remember looking at the odds and like all those sports books had like Tyler uh, Tyler Cruz. Or O'Neill Cruz, O'Neal I mean. Cruz, yeah. O'Neill Cruz is like the favorite, and like Michael Harris was up, and he was balling, and I was like, the disrespect. Michael, like, yeah. No one, no one talked about him. Yeah. So it was a classic case of O'Neill Cruz had like the Chanana plays, like yeah. throwing the ball 110 miles an hour from shortstop, hitting the ball 120 miles an hour out of the field. Like he just had like the super flashy highlight plays. Where you had a guy like Michael Harris who just showed up every day and fucking produced. Yeah, it was just consistent. And yeah. it's so much so, I guess, well, we got manager of the year, but to some of the rumors flying around, right? It's crazy rumor season right now. Crazy rumor season. And I have seen, not from anybody that I would consider like solid, I guess we should just, we should probably define that before we get into it, but no one that I would say is solid. But some people are saying that with the emergence of Harris and the nagging injuries and the somewhat decline that Atlanta would be open to trading Acuna. I'm going to add to that. Uh, the Whatever accounts that we make fun of for the White Sox Twitter is uh, what this was for the Braves because Ken Rosenthal, who wrote a few days ago, immediately shot it down. I could, he's like, I get he's that. like, the Braves are not. Was it like was it like a Chick-fil-A pickle or something like that? Was that was like, like a food account too, or was no? It... it wasn't a food account. But what I was going with it though was it was somewhat. It had like an Aaron Judge getting booed in the playoffs vibe. With how many people in Braves Twitter like got hyped for that fake report? Like, how do you? No, it definitely did. Are you like, guys like got, already sick retweets. of Acuna? Because I would. My God, I would drive to Atlanta and pick up Acuna myself. I mean, the only thing I have negative to say about Ronald Acuna Jr. is um, the injuries. Uh, not even that. I mean, the injuries happen, man. Right. Uh, get a stylist, my guy. I yeah. saw what he was wearing yeah. the other day. Uh, I think I read. I read the fir- the perfect comment. Like Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, dresses like a middle schooler. Yeah, <laughs> that, he does. That I mean, that's tough but fair. That tough but fair. But I don't know. I, I mean, going back to what you said, though, I don't know how you could be getting sick of Ronald Acuna. Like, I mean, they and he's been just as injury prone with like half the production that Acuna's had at this point. So, but they, 
Eloy can't even make it through a month in Zoe's simulation. <laughs> Broke his arm. It was after the first two games of the year. Oh Broke his God. arm in the second, as a DH. He broke his so arm. I th- and, then, and then with the Robert one, <laughs> I thought you posted. I thought you just sent. I thought you accidentally sent the Eloy picture again, so I didn't really pay attention to it until I saw it like again on Twitter. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, it's it's Luis Robert too. Yeah, but, that um, Oh yeah. So I guess as we get into the rumor talk, this is like the tears. All right, you have your like verified, 100% solid guys, and that's your Jefferson. Rosenthal, you know, any of the that crew. And then you have accounts that you say are solid. Solid are guys that have been right before that have the provided the information. Like the Pinwheels and Ivy Twitter. Oh, the Ivy Twitter. of the world. Yeah, Robert and then Murray, you got like Marelli. also Soto Twitter. Like the, and then you have like... He's going to check one. I'll confirm. Your Twitter. Twitter. Maybe I call like uh, more like if I say like, oh, I got this from a casual. That's like a guy like me putting something out there. You know what I mean? Like someone that's like not, not all the way plugged in, but do does have some connections and like it's worth looking into a little bit. And then there's food accounts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I honestly, I mean, I again, I shout out for the guys to do it, but I'm going to put all you guys in the same group. And then there's I'm sorry, Dan, I just can't. Then there's Dan <laughs> Clark <fine>. Sports. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, like so, like when you when you were saying, like the, you know, like, like you describe yourself like the casual guy. I was thinking of Vinny Parisi and Mitch. I think you've read it, like some of the stuff and like the stuff that he tweets out. And like sometimes you're like, all right, like he, he writes, he writes yeah. for this. Like, he's a Sox fan. He's a writer, mm-hmm. but like the the sources that he says he has kind of just seems like what, other, what stuff Benny is out there. Is someone that worked for him for a little bit? Like, yes, fan side. It does have some sources. No, yes. I don't know if Vinny does, so I can't do <laughs> any of his, but like, fit, like Robert fit. Murray. Why yeah. Robert, why are you writing like no shout out to fan side that gives a lot of opportunity to a lot of people to write and they do sometimes break stories. Mm-hmm. But Robert Murray, like somebody hired this guy. Yeah. yeah. Good. And so one of the biggest breaker breaks I have, I guess, and I know there's a lot of people in the same boat as me, because I've talked to people that are in the same boat is but because of this boat, right you don't want to talk to somebody in the other boat because you're in the same boat you're much closer ooh, you don't tomato have to tomato just kill it just you, just kill it just kill it you're, you're just keeping going and it's just not good yeah. uh <laughs> teenagers all day today so um, a lot of these right now but <laughs> so like because you have a, a podcast or a live show or you've been doing it for a while or you buy a check mark or whatever People feel the need to. Oh, I definitely bought it. I don't give a yeah, fuck. Hold um, on. You bought a check. Embarrassing, ain't it? Elon, fanboy. Sorry. I, oh, I have $8. Um, <laughs> Fair. I choose to spend that on Hulu. Plus. So or I me. get barraged with people that DM me, like, and it, it's kind of fun. I actually still think it's fun. Sometimes it could be annoying, but it is kind of fun where people are like, hey, my dad's buddy is $3.99 at US Cellular, and he was working on this vent, and he heard this dude talking about how they're about to sign Jock Peterson. And you're just like, hmm. Sometimes, although you know damn well, some those have panned out for other sports for us before. but Like twice. Hey. Like a like very minor bear signings. Yep, and there was one with the bull, there was one with the bulls too. There was, was one there? with the bulls where it was like my dad's the janitor, 
at the United Center. No, and I, he, I was going to ask, Zoe, do you remember the, I, I looked them up the other day because I was like, is this guy still doing stuff? The do Jack you remember Peterson the guy, guy who would DM you Sports Buzz 20 something? Holy shit, that guy would, <laughs> me and Nuke, he would send me and Nuke shit like <laughs> 10 DMs a day, dude. Like, oh my god! Yo, I heard from this guy that the White Sox are uh, just about <laughs> yeah. to put ink to paper for Aaron Judge. Like he would come up with like the <laughs> most off the wall shit. But dude, I I always was very nice to this guy. And if you still watch this show, dude, just don't shoot me because like it started to get to like the the territory <laughs> where you're just like, all right, man, this is kind of getting weird. And then me and Nuke would sit there and we would exchange like what the guy was saying to us. Yeah. And the funny thing is, he would say something to me at like 8 a.m. And he would say something something different to Nuke, but then like at 8 p.m., what he said to me at 8 a.m., he would recycle to Nuke. So like he had us on like flip schedules. And <laughs> like reminders. It like, yeah, it was like, but it was flip, and it was like it all synced up perfectly. Like the noon ones were always like the exact same, and then it like, yeah, it mirrored. Like each I was so, he's hedging his bets on both sides. It's like I was so curious. I was so curious because like this, it was this was back like when Kevin, when when you were like when you were joining the show back in that uh, eighteen nineteen off season, yep. and this guy, it was a daily thing. He Let's was, and it wasn't just like questions. tweets. It wasn't like replies that he would reply to uh, Zoe and Nuke. He was like just direct messaging, just lighting up the, the entire DMs. day. I, don't getting... worry, Zoe. I looked up his account the other day. He hasn't been active since like twenty one. Well, I just want to see if I still have any of those DMs. Day, by the way, guys, we're, we're we're really close there. Where is it at? Uh... I have it on my calendar. Um, I think it's either late November. Or it's like whenever the winter meeting. Winter meeting yeah, because I remember. So I think remember it's early, guy, early December. That guy that called the Bryce Harper thing. Uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to find. Fuck. I'll find it. But I don't I'm know. Like, I might have deleted it out of fear. But <laughs> oh, I thought this was the anniversary, but no, that's my scheduled colonoscopy. My bad. So I'll go uh, to the next. I was going to say, so I, I, I was getting a little jealous. I'm like, hey, like I want some DMs. I'm going to ignore them, but you can send them my way, too. That's a sign you're a big J journalist right there. You got sources. Maybe they're not accurate, but... Uh, yeah, it's I mean, you were... No, you've made it. You what? should have gotten the blue check mark way before I did. I'm what waiting year? for... What year was it, although? I think that one was like 20... It, it was like winter 20... Because it was like the Machado Harper offseason, so 2018. It was the Machado Harper oh, yeah. offseason. Actually, holy shit. I, I'm sorry to admit this. I actually have to admit this. Our anniversary of my first uh, joining, uh, my first appearance on the Pinwheel in uh, Pinwheels and Ivy in 2018 is the exact date that I'm getting a colonoscopy. <laughs> Same wow. thing. Absolutely perfect. Wait, wait, Kevin, you have to do, you have to do a live a live recording from your colonoscopy. They're like, hey guys, here's my anus. It's great. Cool. Out, uh, it's gonna be a rough day. Be a rough day. You know, I've actually put it off a few times because there was like you can't eat fiber for a week, and I'm like, look. There's a pizza fest, and they're like, "What about this week?" I'm like, "No, because that's like within five days of Thanksgiving." Absolutely not. So now December six sounds like it'll work. So but that's funny that it actually happens to be. Uh, so while we're celebrating uh, my fourth anniversary, I'll uh, have someone's hand. In, in you know, the- it's the off season when we're talking about Fid's anus. It'll be celebrated the way that it started, about the same way. Wait, never mind. Hold on. What did I tell you guys? Free agency. We all get hyped for it, and then like not a lot happens. For Baseball free agency. Is... If I'm being completely honest, I was not hyped. This is like the first offseason. Ah. I'm like, the White Sox aren't making any moves. I don't see them making any moves. Why should I be hyped? The Baker, be though. The Baker. Mets fans open love their new it. toys, and we get nothing. Baseball free agency is the definition of hurry up and wait. <laughs> yeah. 
God, guys, I know like, that the no, it's like that Charlie Brown like clip when they're all trick or treating. It's like I got a chocolate bar, like I got a candy, I got gum, I got a rock. Like that's like being a White Sox. We got a big anchor. Everyone's getting a new outfielder, new pitcher. We get a rock. A rock. You get the, the rock is, is the banker. Yeah. yeah. That's a cool story, though. I don't know if you like heard about the guy's like journey to the big leagues, but it's kind of insane. His name's Nate Fisher. He got released from Seattle. Went back to Omaha where he was from. He played at the University of Nebraska for four years. Shout out Lincoln. That's where my brother goes to school. But, um, so, but yeah, he was like a banker at Omaha at the First National Bank of Omaha. Then Seattle re-signed him, had a good year, got the attention of the Mets. Played in the minor leagues, got called into AAA, got one appearance in the big leagues. He threw an inning against the Phillies that was scoreless. There was a rain delay. They threw him back out there because they needed him to eat innings, threw two more scoreless innings, and they sent him back down and later released him. And I guess it was enough for the Sox to pick him back up. But like, oh. <laughs> he's got to be on an insane career. Insane. Oh, we got some breaking moves. It's not really, don't get excited. It's not like a free agent. So I have Twitter up just for this reason. <laughs> so do I. And that's, but I want to get your guys' opinion on it. God damn it, I like them. I don't want to like them, but I like them. So the Twins are getting new uniforms apparently next year. Oh, oh, I did see that they were going to announce them. And it's been released. Oh, put them on screen. Put them on screen. I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Let's see. Let's see. Actually, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I want to be surprised. I want to be surprised. I I always like the Kirby Puckett style uniforms of like the early 90s. I Mostly top five. Kirby Puckett went to Bradley. God damn it. Go, but... I hate the fact that I like these. Buy yourself a Jose nope. Abreu Twins jersey. Uh, apparently, according to my simulation, they're signing Aaron Judge. Twins? So, yes. In my simulation, uh, they won the 2022 World Series. He went to the Twins. Oh. He went to the Rangers. And he went to... Uh, what was the last one? Fuck. Twins, Rangers, Giants? Oh, KC. Oh, <laughs> Which, that was Aaron i just Judge. i just i was literally sitting in my basement by myself doing these sims and i just Wait, who was casey aaron, aaron Judge. In, oh, no in his in, in the, his uh, in the, MLB MLB show. The show, so yeah, yeah yeah i got that part all right aaron. here you go here you go ready here, supposedly these are the twins new uniforms uh, i don't hate them i mean die oh. the white ones are pretty sharp well, i like uh, the sh- i like the high i like the i like I the like home them. whites yeah they're, they're clean they're simple I like them. The white ones are sharp. Is that an orange? What is that? No, that's a, they got that red. The, it's like a red with an orange tint. That's always been their color. I like them though. That I sucks. like the I like, I like the home ones better. Those like alternate ones. I, did just we just said, get a? Did we just get a DM from the Matt Anuko? Uh oh. Check the DMs on the pinwheels, and I, I thought that was you. I'm like, why are you? And then he said, you all verified and shit on Twitter now. You bros with <laughs> the intern has called you. I'm doing a live show. Yeah. <laughs> Although said yes. <laughs> That's fucking funny. fucking nuke. But yeah, back to the that was nuke. Uh, I like them. I like them. I hate that I like them. I would never buy it, but I like them. I'd rate it a good 7.5 out of 10. See, Joel, I like them because they're simplistic. Yes. Yeah. They're like the Bears' old white uniforms. I like the all white with the orange stripe. Yes. They're simple yeah. and clean. That's kind of yeah. like those. Speaking of which, keep talking amongst yourselves. I got to find another picture because I want to discuss this since it's off-season podcasting and we can talk about whatever the fuck we want. Or lacquer sacking uh, Mike Levick out in Atlanta in those all white uniforms. Those are sick. Those are sharp. 
Those were sick. Why? What? Stop. Wait, so, hey, what, what are you looking for? Uniforms too. The all white Penn State uniforms are so pretentious. They don't even no, have. Like, I want to get. I want to get. I love I the Saturday get, night specials. Those are always like a personal favorite of mine. And I'm glad the Phillies brought it back. But that, those Saturday night special unis. This is I another, miss the this old is a, This is a perfect. Bills. This is a perfect off season podcasting topic. So I want to bring this up, but I gotta. Um, as far as Cubs jerseys go, I like the ones that don't have buttons. The, the pullover yeah, ones the with the, the the pullovers with the blue with the red and white collar Sandbergs. with the Cubs logo. Yeah, the Sandbergs. You're talking about the '80s, like the late '80s. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The those strip are those are I think it's just because when I my grandma, God rest her soul, was a diehard White Sox fan. Literally had a card that Wrigley Field or that the Cubs gave her that said diehard White Sox fan. But I'm um, a huge fan of the the Cubs jerseys and uniforms they wore at the the, the Field of Dreams game this year. Those those are she was also she was also the reason I got into baseball was because Grandpa always she would send me box scores and circle things and be like watch this and like all this shit, but. So I would always have to watch Cubs games with her when I went to her house in Moline, Illinois. Um, But they always wore those jerseys. And so that's why those Cubs jerseys, when I think of my favorite Cubs. So this this graphic caused quite a bit of buzz on the old Twitter machine because we are heavy in offseason baseball. I dig five so much. So let's put it this way. And we can comment comment section, get involved in this. If you had to... If the White Sox called you right now and said, we're changing our Sunday alternate home jerseys, we're getting rid of the, the Batterman ones, you have to pick one of these ones to be the new Sundays, which Ooh. one are you picking? Mitch, you're the young gun, so I want to hear the the young, the youths. I'm going – well, first off, I like the Sunday ones. For I, like I do too. Ones. I do too. But if I don't... had to change them, though, I'm going number five, the powder blues. Powder blues are cool. I like. I think all these teams that wear the powder blues – Look really sharp. The Dick mm-hmm. Allen throwbacks. You know, I just picture him with the the nineteen seventies with the Southside Hitman. That's what we need. We need some more home runs. That's kind of the same era. So that's what I'm going with. Powder Blues number five. All right, Aldo. Uh, I mean, I think this is because I remember it the most uh, watching baseball when I first started being a fan. But number six, I think that's when I see that. I, mean, I think the vests are the vests are very solid. Yep, I love the vest look. Opinion. Uh, people get very opinionated by the vest. I mean, the, and that's what they won the World Series in. I like I the vet. They brought them back, but they're too similar to like normal jerseys with the pinstripes. Because like, like the Sunday ones, I feel like got to be like little, I don't know. They're little, you know, like, like a little more different form. That's it is that, I think it's a clear one. I think we are all like, going to say like five is the clear number one pick. Well, well I mean, well, if this was just for the Sundays. Yeah, Fids, what do you yeah. want to see? I think we should bring class back to Sundays. To be honest, I think we should rock. I mean, as, I, by the way, I do. I'm, I'm absolute like in love with number four. By the way, um, even when I wasn't a Sox, like even in, like friend of a Sox, like when I hated the Sox, I still would rock that hat and that sh- that jersey. It was fucking badass. But I think we should bring class back to Sundays on the South Side and and get fancy. So that's why I, I'm I'm a big voter of the number three. So you can wear shorts and high socks. <laughs> Um, Chris on, Sale would disagree the with old you. Chris Sale cut-ups, baby. <laughs> I was – oh, my – funny story. I was at that game. I was at that game, too. Hello. You won't get a raspberry. I thought he was getting traded at first, and I was near the Tigers dugout because little, little Mitch was trying to get some autographs, and it was Justin Upshin <laughs> was, like, right around there. And I looked at the scoreboard, and some fan near him was like, oh, like, Chris Sale, like, got stretched. And, like, you could hear him from the dugout. He's like, hell yes. So he was excited that he didn't have to face Chris Sale. 
And then Fat yeah. Albert came in the game to pitch. That was yep. a crazy game. And then at the end of the night, there was a rain delay, and they didn't solve anything. It was like a bullpen fiasco. Yeah, it was. That was a weird game I've ever. Chris had. Sale night was one of the best blogging days yep. uh, that I remember back in that summer. Uh, real quick, if anybody's wondering, I'm going with number one. Oh. Okay. Why? Sundays. Because I just love those uniforms. Five is the popular opinion. I love five. Six, the vest. They won the World Series in the vest. Love the vest. I love the Batman logo. That's my favorite logo of all time. So I'm good with the eight staying there. But for this game, I'm going number one. I like that. I mean, they only wore them, they only wore them for three years. Those those need to get way more shine than that for than three years. Like there's only really a bad one besides the collared ones. One can be, and like those are funny enough in itself. So I wouldn't even be upset if they wore those. But like really, if you look at you pull that up, like there's not a there's not one that I'm like absolutely not. Don't wear those. So the Chris Sale game though, real quick. So after the the strike, my dad like refused to go to a baseball game. <laughs> he just didn't want to give them the money. He he just he he was such a big baseball fan, and he the White Sox probably would have won it that year. So, uh, yes, the the curse of Sea Hat does go with those number one jerseys. But um, so I, it was his birthday, dude, like around his birthday, and I finally got him to go back to a baseball game. The whole car ride there, I'm hyping him up on Chris Sale. This is going to be an awesome game. Whatever we get in the seats, this little kids in front of us. It could have been little Mitch for all I fucking know. And he's sitting there, and he's just like, uh, this little kid's like juice. He's like, Dad, I can see Chris Sale's gonna be this is awesome. And then they announce he got scratched, and everybody's just like, oh, like this sucks. Like my dad was so pissed. And then. Although, because it was such a good blogging day, I get on my phone and right away I see what happened and I showed it to my dad. We left in the fourth inning because he was so pissed. Oh That's just, funny. I still got like, my jersey from that day. Yeah, I got three hands. <laughs> there you go. I, th- actually, I actually think I still have that upstairs too, but my old man got so mad that he was just like, no, nope, th- this is why I stopped watching it because it was <laughs> like this. Like, this is ridiculous. That. That yeah. that team needed like a book written about them because oh, the team you, started off with the Drake or like the whole Drake LaRoche fiasco. Yes. Then you had Matt Latos causing problems. Jimmy Rollins was in the locker room. Adam Eaton, Adam B for they didn't like each other. They had to split up their locker room. Uh, the lockers, Lake, the Chris Sale fiasco. Robin Ventura apparently wanted to quit in spring training, and they had to talk him out of it. Just like <laughs> so much stuff. And they started off the season, I think, like twenty three and ten too. They and were in really collapsed. Place in May. Yep. That was a wild. That was such a. I've said it. Day. I've said it a few times. Maybe it's not enough for like a full on ESPN thirty for thirty, but like give him a short. It's pretty. Like I need a good ten yeah. minutes on that's that. The Netflix, dude. That's a ninety minute Netflix movie. They love popping those out. All right, do, do that. Somebody, somebody, get the get Kenny Williams to unload on Drake Laroche. Uh, <laughs> well, Todd Frazier, Jimmy Rollins would too, because like apparently Jimmy Rollins was like. Cause he's new to the clubhouse. He's like, have you ever seen like any, oh, yeah. like, cause I have never seen this anywhere else. Todd's like, yeah, like what the hell is going on here? So and then <laughs> Chris sales calling him a leader in the locker room. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I watch it. Too, I think, I think it was Eaton who was on the radio. He's like, Hey, I mean, Drake's uh, yeah. he's one of the leaders of the club. Inspirational. He's a leader. It's like, he's 10 dude. You're a fucking dork. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. But yeah, that would be, and you know, it just dawned on me. Opening day for 2023 season is going to be the Cy Young winner versus the runner-up. Yep. Well, if, Ver- if Verlander stays in Houston. Ooh. So, there's an article about the first game of the year on ESPN. Some some smart writer mentioned that. So, sportsmockery.com. Shameless plug. There you go. 
And, um, and where, I guess that actually is a good lead into. So you might have seen it on the Twitter machine, but for those of you that don't partake in Twitter, um, we decided after we recorded our show to come up with the best content we've done in a long time, in which we uh, all we took the top twenty free agents from um, Fangraphs vids Fangraphs. And it was, it was, too, asshole. It was He had the right link. side. He just had the wrong page. He was on the wrong page. God, I just like the fan graphs free agent ranking. What the, man, I don't even know what, I, what else can I do. So we took the top 20 from there. Um, and we all this, we all put where we think the top free agents are going to go, how much they're going to sign for. And then we had to pick two trades, which I eventually did after Aldo asked me like eight times to do it. Well, um, you, you had a long Saturday. I'll, I'll I, forgive you. I did have. <laughs> It's a good time. Go to Uncle Bud's. It's a fun time. Um, do a little song. But, uh, yeah, man. Although, do you have, can we pull it up? Uh, here, I can actually get me, it. If you want, let me, I can pull ooh, it up. I'm stupid. I could have uploaded the picture. Let me up, keep talking. I'll upload the picture. But uh, there hasn't been too much that's happened so far. I mean, we had, the. I think the biggest name so far has been Anthony Rizzo deciding to go back to the Yankees, which... I think we all had the Yankees for him, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great too. It was great that why, he did that. Go ahead. Well, just great because, again, it, it kind of, he bet on himself. A lot, a lot, a lot of Cup fans gave him shit for that, but he bet on himself. And, and Aldo actually broke it down in our DM too. Over three years from 22 to 24, he's going to be making, what was it 56 million? I think you said. Cool. The, Cubs offered, the Cubs offered him four for 60 million. Um, plus, he, he had the opt-out. He got to play in the postseason with a you know a good team, a winning team, not a rebuilding team. Um, and then the other offer was, what, five for 70, I think. And when yes. I'll, I'll, I'll do told, you know, even if they don't pick up the option in 2025, he still gets six more million. It's guaranteed that. Um, plus, whatever he signs with somewhere else, he's going to probably beat that by, what, five, six million. So, so hey, but he did it. If you think about it for, like, a minute, why the fuck would Anthony Rizzo go anywhere else? He is literally built yep. to just hit bombs in Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. That's the shortest right field porch in the league, right? Pat and Dodger uh, Stadium. Yeah, maybe Boston, like right down the line. But I mean, no, it's like straight straight away right field. Well, the, the Yankees, I think, is the the shortest yeah. one. All right, so there you go on the screen right Fenway now. Fenway has the short. Oh wait, no, that's oh, it's the shortest porch, but not shortest no. right field. So here wow. is the. Graphic. I know this is really good listening for those of you at home. Zero. <laughs> we can chance. run it down for a little oh, bit. Oh no, it's it's still Fenway. Three hundred two. Really? Yeah. Well, Fenway's three hundred two. Yeah. I think that's to the pole. Uh, pole. <laughs> 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 so we have the top twenty from fan um, fan graphs here. We all put our teams, the years, and how much they're going to make. Uh, Rizzo. Obviously, um, Aldo got five points for that. Oh, so you get if you pick the right team, you get five points within five million dollars of the contract. You get three uh, contract length. I can't see it because the logo's blocking it. Two, two traded player. You get five traded destination. You get five, five. So actually, you need to give Mitch five because he got traded player right. Yeah, yeah. All right, but then that means if Lucas Giolito gets traded. You don't get those points because we. Oh no! We, I'm sorry, Mitch. I thought you had. He had oh, Lucas no, Giolito four. Hey, Oscar Hernandez. But Di- then, all right, I'll give you to Oscar, but then you can't have Lucas Giolito because we all, all of us, only pick two players. 
Yeah, I meant like three. you have to include the. I gave you the players to the Sean Murphy trade too. I gave you prospects. I thought that's what you want. Really pushing it. Really pushing really? it. Man. I mean, you don't have to give me either of them. I'm just saying, like, when you said like two players traded, like I thought you meant like you have to include who's getting traded from both sides. I mean, I'll give I'll give you the T Oscar one because he did get traded, but I have to take off Giolito now. That's yeah, fine. I think that's fair. Give keep him, Sean Murphy him. then at least. You can keep Sean Murphy. I'll all keep, right, I'll keep them both. I'll keep those after this. That's all right. But yeah, that's fine. That's fair. I'll update the yeah. log. That works. Wait. It was it's it's within the spirit of the rules. Yeah. There we go. That's democracy in action right there. Um. So, with the like for example, Rizzo, Aldo got five points. I got seven. Fizz got five. Mitch got five. With Tyler Anderson, uh, going back to the Angels, uh, Aldo got zero. I got zero because me and Aldo both had him going to the Dodgers. Uh, Fids had him going to the Dodgers, but he got the money right, right? Or no, the years right. The years yeah. right. And then Mitch had Angels two years, thirty-five million. So Mitch got eight points. So that was a big, big. Can one we you. talk about how the what are the Angels doing? Exactly. This is why the Angels That's keep losing. Why I have going to the Angels. This is yeah. why the Angels keep All losing. No offense to Tyler, mediocre Anderson. starter. Yeah. At, like he has a career year. Oh, let's throw some money at him. That's a, such an Angels move. Not oh, only he's... that, they're gonna lose a draft pick for like a like a number three at best start. No one ever accused that brand oh. as being smart. We should, we, should, we should we should maybe table the Tyler Anderson criticism though, because he may come on our say, show someday. That, I was gonna say, uh, that's why oh. I didn't say anything because I, I was gonna be like, oh, that's, that's this guy, guys. I know that's why Kevin picture. predicted him I getting sixty million once, and let me tell you, that's some of the best stuff I've ever seen in person <laughs> at Dodger <laughs> Stadium. He had a good year, and he had a good year. But that, you know what? I mean, he good for him. Uh, I'm yep. taking the money. But the Angels are going to they, – they see a hot – they see something hot. Maybe they – I mean, if you don't strike, I mean, two years is a pretty easy contract anyway. I mean, it's not terrible. Yeah, I mean, it, they didn't give him like a 10-year deal. But, like, still, this is a very angel move to overpay for what you've done rather than paying for what you're going to do. No, no, like, that's the thing. That's the thing, though, Kevin. It would have been better if this was like a higher tier guy. It's like, all right, we're losing the draft pick, but it's because we're going to have this guy for like five, six, seven years. But what if they're not done? No, no, no but you're losing oh, a draft pick for only two years of a pitcher. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. I'm not, I'm fine with losing a draft pick. If like you, if you're going for it, then like whatever with the draft pick, because like realistically, sure. you got one more year of Otani. Sure. You still got Trout there. Like if they're pushing all their chips in the table, you're fine with losing the draft pick. But like, I just don't see them building. A competitive team after they the need like players spend the past couple of years, like slapping some band-aids on it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, do, do the angels money they want Do the angels have anybody out there that's got a QO that might get signed no. elsewhere? So there's nothing there either, like to balance that out. No, this is no, what do you want? The only two players on the angels anyone wants is Trout and Otani, and, and like the other tough thing about the angels. Uh, Tyler the Ward's the, pretty good. The angels have tried. Like the angels went out there, they spent a shitload on Anthony Rendon, and then yep. he got old and injured fast. Overpaid for Syndergaard, like too. I know. Rendon was always a stud. Like, that one, like, I don't blame him. Like, that just... It, no, no. That's what I'm He's coming off a great year. He's been, a, yeah. he's been the best third baseman, arguably, in, in, in baseball. That's mind what I'm saying. You like, guys, mind they, you guys, this, this is a general manager that um, built his own um, locker in the manager's clubhouse. <laughs> Angel Stadium <laughs> makes me laugh. They, they change during and before games with the managers and the coaching staff as general managers. Three of them, I think there's three of them. I mean, that is just uh, the Bulls weird. are getting smoked. Anyways, the Bulls um, are bad. I've been telling you, you want to be part of the team, Kev. 
That's um, so, so like overreaching in so many so ways. The one thing that I do want to point out, there's two things here. Uh, as far as Aaron Judge goes, although as I'm going back to the Yankees, I got him going to the Giants. Fitz has him to the Dodgers, and Mitch has him to the Giants. Um, I know that's the big name that people want to talk about, but say the quote or the passing thing. Oh, that he's, bo- <laughs> he's boys with Rizzo. Like I mean, and Rizzo. Of course, he's boys with Rizzo. I don't think that really. Ma- I don't think that puts. I don't put too much stock into that. But the thing that I want to bring up, though, so as far as the players that are going to be traded. So Aldo has Danny Jansen to the guardians, which is interesting and also makes a lot of sense when you think about it. And Pablo Lopez to the blue Jays. They need starting pitching. They do need starting pitching. Um, I have Sean Murphy to the Red Sox. Now it seems like depending on the day, if you Google Sean Murphy's name, there's a new team linked to him. (laughs) He's one of those guys that's just, he's going to get traded. He's not, I don't see him as the starting catcher for Oakland this year at all but i was thinking about the teams and i know i've seen some shit about the white Sox. it just doesn't make sense to me about him going to the white Sox. i started thinking about it and the red Sox. it makes sense to me Mm -hmm. for him to go to the red Sox. it just uh it fits i i could see it i mean for christ's sake his name sean murphy like an extreme boston name but it's just like that's how my head works but pull it back up though and then the other one I had is a little bit out of left field. This is an MLB the show, me loving a prospect for too long. Uh, Forrest Whitley, he was like a stud pitching prospect for the Astros for yep. a couple years, and then he, he got hurt, and then he's coming back now. The Twins need starting pitching, and I feel like they can get him on the kind of on the low low and bank on him coming back full circle. So I have him going to the Twins. Uh, Fitz has Sean Murphy going to the Cardinals, which, like the Red Sox, that just makes sense. Yep. Like it, the Cardinals are going to get a catcher this offseason. It's just which one. Uh, and it's a it's big shoes to fill, man. It's like when the Bulls couldn't get a fucking shooting guard for years because people would say, like, they don't want to go in there because of Michael Jordan. Like, I'm not saying Yadier Merlino is Michael Jordan at all, but I'm just saying, like, he's this big figure yep. in that town. And if you're going to be the person that takes the position after him, no matter what you do, it's probably never going to be enough. I mean, I already see some of the shit Cardinals fans are saying on Twitter. And unless, like, Johnny Bench comes, like, from in a DeLorean, like, I don't understand who they're going to get a catcher that's going to be good enough for them. Um, this one, though, Fids, I want to hear your reasoning. Dalton Verishow. <laughs> and don't <laughs> just say just because I want him on the Cubs. Dalton was, <laughs> I, yeah, so, I mean. I would take that reason. I want I, him on the Cubs, too. I look at this as a situation. I mean, this is a guy that can play center field. The Cubs have a dire need for a center fielder. They, uh, the Diamondbacks have four very good outfielders. There's one of those guys should be traded this offseason. Um, I just, I, I, I like, I like how Dar- uh, Dalton Varsha plays. So I was kind of, it's a little bit of a bias there is that, but I think the Cubs have enough prospects on the fringe, but it did get kind of some cold water thrown on it in, in the recent. Uh, the general manager, I believe, said that he wouldn't be trading for prospects if he trades Varsho. He'll be trading for uh, almost major league ready players, which could be like maybe a, a, a lot of those, though. Yeah, like a Brennan Davis or like a, you know, the, yeah, they do. And so, no, no, no. Maybe, I, like, I was thinking, like, uh, it is interesting. I do think, like, again, this guy had like a, like a almost five war season, pl- plays center field and catches. Um, I think he, uh, he's arbitration or he's a free agent until like 26 or something. 
Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. going to be fair, like fairly uh, uh, cheap for the next few years. The the package there, it would have to be like a guy like Keegan Thompson, mm-hmm. like Morell. But those are the names that are the those are the instant names that popped in my head. Right. And the when you said that they want a almost MLB ready guy, I feel like that's what the Cubs have the most of. But like they have a lot of outfielders. Yeah. They have outfielders, which they already have. Like they they would be trading right. one of their outfielders for another. Like yeah, but Morel, okay, like Morel's decent, solid player. Yeah. If you lose him, like hypothetically, you're getting one of these shortstops in free agency. Yeah. Like no, oh, oh yeah, I'm throwing it. I'm throwing. I'm throwing, these, I'm, throwing these game, I'm throwing these names out. I would do it. I would do like Thompson, Morel. I will say though, Fids, when I. Initially, saw it. I was like, I started laughing and I was like, oh, Fids, you just want this guy. But then I started thinking about it. I was like, and then I saw that quote and I was like, this, that's not out of the realm of it could happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not it that a little bit of long shot. Long, long shot. It, I thought Sean Murphy was a, was a, was a, was a kind of like a low, low, you know, low floor kind of easy yep. kind of, that's going to happen. I think, I think we're all in agreement on that. Yeah. And then this one is kind of like a, if the Cubs want to get super aggressive and, and it really does, you know, I mean, everything that I picked on this whole thing, uh, it was with the impression that Jed's going to just be a bulldog. You know, a lot of Cubs. Yeah, I thought I was optimistic. Yeah, yeah I, a lot of Cubs. This is, this, is, this is me being optimistic, I guess, saying this is, look, look, if you have the money, fucking do it. And that's that's really what mine reflects. If the Cubs really want to win, if it really does matter, they got to make moves like that. So, I mean, that's something. Yeah. Oh, I mean, too, much, too much expectation. And then although, or then Mitch, you have, well, we already talked about your Blue Jays trade. And then you have Sean Murphy going to the Cardinals as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, they did catch it. They got the prospects for it. But Aldo's been doing a great job. Uh, anytime news breaks, he updates this and tweets it out. So if you want to follow along, make sure you're following at Pinwheels Ivy Pod. You should be already jerks. Um, and you should subscribe to this channel, idiots. But um, the other thing that I want to, so there was a trade. Kind of came out of nowhere. On Wednesday, I don't think anybody saw this or it was leaked or anything like that. One person right. did. Who? Whomst? And it, I, well, it was. Was it a account? Yeah, was it in my categories? Where would he go? A real guy, Kylie okay. McDaniel. In that, in that article, that ESPN, their top fifty yeah. free agent list. Mm-hmm. Kylie McDaniel at the bottom randomly li- he he listed like ten guys. Who he thought would be potential non-tender candidate or non-tender candidates because of how much money they would make, and out of nowhere he listed Tiosca Hernandez, who's going to make like around fourteen, fifteen million, and like that got picked up by like Blue Jays fans last week, and they were like, "What the fuck is this? Why would the Blue Jays get rid of him?" And then like that's it started growing like the and like I threw it out there like last what was it like Thursday night or something I'm like you know the Cubs should probably try well, to trade for Tiasca Hernandez. What was the guy's name? Him in my simulation going to the White Sox because like they need pitching help. That was like clearly the weak spot. They got a lot of outfield. So it made so much like sense. Like I thought it would be more starting pitching and Lucas Giolito for the White Sox is the name that popped in my mind. And I guess yeah. they said both. Did they ever release the names? I saw it was bullpen yeah. arms. It was. Eric name? Swanson and Adam Mecco. 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 So I will, I will say, though, that Passan uh, tweeted out Eric Swanson's um, baseball savant. Baseball savant. And it's all red, except yeah. for fastball velocity. No, he was literally, very good. Literally, every one of them's red. So 
I mean, Toronto, you got to start building somewhere. Some A good trade hurts both sides. You know what I mean? Seattle has the luxury. They got a pretty stacked pen, so this doesn't hurt them as much. That's but the thing. Although, Toronto, say it one more time. Who was the guy that broke it? Uh, well, he didn't break it. He, just, he was kind of like yeah, the guy who, who just threw out the who, name yeah. that he could be like on the move. Uh, uh, Kylie McDaniel. Kylie McDaniel? Blast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, threw up Former, I feel like I could be on the tier there. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, but well, I was going to uh, ask you guys because because I think it was John Morosi then tweeted out uh, was like, well, now the Blue Jays are going to be interested in Brandon Nimmo because they want that a left handed they want a left handed bat. In well, the as, literally, as you said that, Brian put this in the comments. They have one lefty bat on the roster, yeah. and it's Biggio. I bet they go after Conforto or Nimmo. So yeah, I think I think we all pick more stance for for oh, the. Yeah. I think three of us picked uh, Ben and Tendi to them, but like Nimmo would be a lot better. Yep. Oh, and then, no doubt. Not even close. Um, oh, yeah. I have yeah. going there too. Nimmo, we have Mariners, Rockies, Rockies, Mariners. I have to change Wait, that. I think Mitch, you put are... Mar- what what is this fuckery, Mitch? What? You put Mariner socks. No, 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 no. Get rid of the socks. I was what? Mariner. That's a typo. What? That's a typo. Oh, that is a typo. That is a That's typo. a typo. The socks with it's Mariners. It's Mariners. It's Mariners. <laughs> I'm on to your fuckery, boy. I have to show everyone that Mitch Mitch Mitch's original pitch was the socks. All shenanigans. All shenanigans. That was trade now. We've got issues here. I don't know. Um, <laughs> this is a this is a very good outfield. Nimmo in center field, Springer in right field. Yeah, that's, that's a very good outfield. Um, Sorry. The, the Blue Jays Sorry. are pretty good at getting their guys. You know what I mean? We saw with Springer, like they they they're one of those teams that tend to they get their him. guys. Now, one Ryu. of the things is it a Yuri Garcia and Oscar Colas type corner outfield? That's really the question you're gonna ask yourself. If you want to know what, Mitch? Boys in the American <laughs> you know what, Mitch? It's not even in the same ballpark. <laughs> So, Which so way how, you want to take that? It's up to you. But, face. So, um, how did you and I both come up with five years, 110 million? Like on the nose, we had the same exact to the Rockies to this blindly because we talk to each other every fucking day. <laughs> oh, I think that number's been out there too. Um, yeah, probably subliminally in the um, subconscious. Subconscious. There you go. Uh, you did post your picks in the chat too before sending them to old. But. This is what I wanted to get to on the show tonight. The, the actual one talking point I really wanted to bring up with that deal being done with Seattle getting an all star outfielder for the cost of a good established bullpen arm and then like a minor league kind of up and comer guy. The White Sox have a good established bullpen guy that I wouldn't mind seeing getting traded in Liam Hendricks. And I'm sure they could figure out one of these minor league arms to sweeten the deal. Does this make you guys more optimistic that the White Sox might actually be able to make a trade for a decent outfielder? No. What? I know you're – stop being a pessimistic fan right now, <laughs> realistically. Like, yeah, it, it depends on the team. You seen how they operate? No. Okay, Rick, fair enough. Right now, loves bullpen arms. He's not going to get rid of his best bullpen arm for a reasonable outfield trade. Then we saw how also we saw how it worked out last year with AJ Pollock and Craig Kimbrell. So what makes you think it's gonna work out yeah, this Bri- year? Brian's right. It, it was yeah. all about the money for the Blue Jays. Right. The Swanson com- a comp for Swanson more likely would be Raylo rather than Hendricks. But I mean, you gotta think I'm seeing these relievers sign these 
what I think are ridiculous contracts so far. I mean, Edward Diaz, okay, you earned your money there. But, like, some of these other numbers get Jimmy Trump had earned his money that built that hype train. Um, <laughs> Without Jimmy Trump, do you think he gets paid that much? No. Probably. Uh, he was pretty fucking good. But, yeah, pretty good, man. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying, though, is, like, Liam Hendricks' contract is starting to look really, really sexy compared to what's out there. How old is Liam? 32. It uh, like it, like I told you though, it depends on the team. It depends like what the team wants to take on. Right. If the team doesn't mind taking on money, then yeah. Uh, yeah. But if they're looking to shed money because oh, I'm sorry, no, Liam will be 34 this year in the 2023 season. I'll say this, like, and I am not a poet. Like, I, would I be upset if Liam Hendricks is closing for us next year? No, like, no, not at all. But now would be the time if you're going to trade him. Now is the time to trade him. Coming off another all-star season, you got the arm issues that were kind of lingering around, so you don't know how that's going to go. 34 years old, usually relievers aren't getting better like at that point, so now would be the time to trade him if you, if you want to sell hot. All I'll say, all I'll say about trading uh, your closer, who was still really good in 2022, is Kevin, do you remember in 2019 when the Cubs didn't have a closer all year long? <laughs> You remember how miserable that got? And then they signed Craig Kimbrell in June, and then he was trying to get healthy and ramped up, and he was just never right. And then the Cubs missed the playoffs by like five games because they still had a good team but no closer. And in today's MLB, what's usually the most important thing in the playoffs is having a good relief core. But do you have an option? You know, I mean, maybe you got a Garrett Crochet that's ready to be that guy, or maybe you got a Raylo, or who you know, who who is it? I think they can do it. I really do. I think they can move on. If I think that is very risky. Well, yeah, and I agree with you. Crochet's like a free what agent. What about both is Crochet's coming off the Tommy John that hasn't pitched in a full year. Like he's still a stud, but like that's a little concerning. And his velocity was dropping even before that. Oh no, his velocity's back. Um, and Raylo's never closed. Like he hasn't really closed before. Like he's pitched out of the bullpen. I know he's pitched in the ninth inning, but like that's a big jump. For guys never done it before, it's a whole different adrenaline rush and kind of mindset. Well, we, can, we can we can nix the uh, crochet's velocity thing. It, it's the velocity is a hundred percent back. I mean, it's, Kevin, that's, that's from firsthand. That's I mean, Tanner Kevin, McGill, that's great. That's but great. Gotta, but gotta, guys out. coming back from Tom and John, their first full year, they're not a hundred percent that first full year. They're just not. You you don't know what you're gonna get. But this time, John came like he's he's at a hundred percent. Yeah, last February. Yeah, and it's it's gonna yeah, be I mean, a his, whole complete his... year. But you still don't. They're well, not all gonna true. be Carlos Rodon. No, it's true. But I mean, he's and he's trying to be a starter, and then you get to throw. I, I mean, I just there's a lot of red flags, I and I don't think he's gonna be great next year. But like, there's some red flags. I'm just saying it's risky, guys. But it's risky, but it's also risky to roll out the same fucking 500 team. I mean, you got to move some shit around here. Burn though for Liam Hendricks, and I don't think you're getting an all-star level outfielder for Liam Hendricks without throwing some more in that package. And I don't know who else like the White Sox have that's like really that attractive to other teams. Like if you're gonna know. get that, like produce that, right? Like they have a terrible farm system. Would I you trade? Or would you trade Liam Hendricks for uh, uh, and like you know the team takes on the whole money for Mike? Yes, oh, what's the how do you say his name from the Giants? Yes, yes, yes. no, yes. that's tough. I like Yaskremski too. 
Jastramski. No, I think he's like 31, 32. He's, he's a solid not, player. He's not solving your issues in the outfield. Like, is he a significant step up from AJ Pollock? No, maybe like a slight upgrade, but like, I don't think he's like significantly better. I honestly, do you lose your best piece in the bullpen? No, I wouldn't do it. You know, what who do, you do you know who you can't have? Miles Mastro Buoni. Huh? The guy, Zoe. Come on, you're supposed to. Uh, Learn his name. name, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that guy that I'm gonna butcher. That was name. a raise. Big trade. Big trade. Hold on, baseball savants going very slow. I don't even know what kind of season Yaz had last year. I think he was like, you know, average, above average hitter, good defensively. He was great he was last year. Outfielder, like you know, he's just that. That's your prototypical like B plus outfielder. They love him. They love him in San Francisco. Like that's the uh, thing. Like that that would be an overpay for Liam Hendrick. I wouldn't do that if I was the Sox. I'd want a better outfielder. Yeah, I don't know, I mean, but that's the thing, Mitch. I don't know what I don't know what outfielder out there you could get. I will roll the dice on having Liam Hendricks in my bullpen and rolling out Oscar Colas, then like trading our closer for Yastrzemski. Yep. Brian, as soon as Brian, ooh. Brian, as soon as these guys shut up, I was about to bring that up, but. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait! I I have to bring I have to bring up one thing. Two fourteen, three oh five, three ninety. Oh no, he was dog shit. Six ninety seven OPS, only seventeen home runs. Only, only. Don't don't. You can't you can't be a Sox fan and say only. Oh, I can definitely be a Sox. No, fan no, no. Uh, you can't be a Sox fan and say only. That's team leader on the Sox. <laughs> I can say and he only. plays in a giant, no pun intended, ballpark. Yeah. But Still. Then, especially for lefties, like that, like gap and prospects back. For you, you better get some prospects back if you're are doing. Are you that. guys prepared? For, are you guys prepared for the for the new era of baseball where Mike Yastrzemski butchered that is basically your average MLB hitter at a 6.97 OPS? MLB hitters were trash in 2022, guys. Yeah, the home run numbers being down. That's just, that might Whoa, just be the new norm. He out a lot too. I'm off, yes, dude. You know, I, I was trying to think of a random. I know, like, I know. I'm just looking. I but, didn't, he was he was nice. What year was he really good? Imagine how obnoxious it would be too if Hawk was still the broadcaster. Having uh, hear I, about yeah, I mean, you had to hear about yes every day as it first was. First thing I thought of. First <laughs> thing I thought of was how annoying that would be. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I'm. I mean, good he's on, had solid seasons before, hasn't he? He's a solid player. He's Similar. a he's a blue collar, hard nose. He he plays the game. Two thousand twenty one. He had a seven sixty eight OPS in the short year. Two thousand twenty fifty four games. I don't really care about that. His rookie year, he had a eight fifty two OPS. Okay. Twenty one I mean, home runs his rookie year. Twenty five home runs. You want to talk about his twenty one? He's playing in Giants ballpark, though. I mean, like. His XBA was is in the twelfth percentile. Like, he's just not good, guys. I mean, he's just he's very mid. I like that word now. Apparently, he's very mid. <laughs> oh, you don't like swagger, but you like mid now. Yes. <laughs> get him, get 100%, him. One hundred percent, yes. One hundred percent. You use cap now too. Although no, you're capping. <laughs> no, I definitely will not be <laughs> doing that, that. Would that be the fire? Is it going to be the fire? Um. <laughs> Okay, what about Trent Grisham? I don't think the Padres would do this because I think they're going to try to resign Hader, but like they could theoretically use a closer. Trent Grisham? Grisham do you believe in his upside? 
Let me look here. He's 26 years old. He was awful in 2000. A lot of these guys were bad guys. I'm sorry yeah. to say. <laughs> he is just not. He wasn't good either. 184 batting guys, average. Like Kevin. Kevin. The Cubs, Hayward the Cubs, is a free agent. So yeah, The Cubs that. are going to need a center fielder. And let me tell you, there are not a lot of good options. <laughs> no. That's why the trade. They gotta yep. tra- they're going to have to trade for one. They're going to have to so, trade for one. Grisham is very good defensively, but he, he literally batted 184. What did he do last year? I thought he had like a solid season 21. His career batting average over four seasons is 222. Okay, what about his on base? Uh, 7-11 cumulative in 2022. He was 7, a 6, 625. On base? Uh, OPS, oh, I'm sorry. OPS. OPS. Yeah, OPS. I was going to say. I, I was going to say, damn, 7-11. Yeah. Barry Bonds o- OBP, OBP. He was 284 <laughs> last year, 316 for out his career. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. He uh he strikes out a lot too. That's a glorified Adam Angle right there. I'm trying to think that's of other no, guys. Um, that's a no outcome guy right there. That's do that's, you believe that's... in? I mean, on. okay. I'm, I'm going off my guys, Brian. I'm gonna look at my guy, Brian here. Of a Marmil Tapia, Tapia. Oh, that guy. Yeah, the Blue Jays just got rid of him. Uh, he's fast. I saw some people on Twitter. <laughs> his, his savant, his savant is all blue. He's fast. It's all blue. <laughs> He's Billy Hamilton, guys. He's Billy okay. Hamilton. Yeah, he is a 28-year-old Billy Hamilton. Um, but wait, who was – oh, shit. Beef was just talking about it with this trade. Yeah, the Mariners. Get, the Mariners have an abundance of outfielders. We should go shopping there. They have Jesse Winker, uh, Kellenic. No. Kyle Lewis is still there. Kyle Lewis, that's the one that Beef was bringing up that – let me see what Kyle – Kyle Lewis, Lewis just disappeared last year, went to AAA Tacoma. Yep. Yeah. 27 years old. He had 56 at bats last year. Pass. <laughs> Hit three home runs and 56 at bats. That Pass. is not a good ratio, though. That is not a good ratio. Um, or is it? Maybe it is. Yeah. It's not. Somebody do math. Kevin. This, like this conversation right now is why it's offseason than it is to be a White Sox fan. Yep. <laughs> like, think about it. Like, oh, we could get George Springer. And we're like, well, you know, we can get this guy that had three home runs and 56 that bad. There's an upside there. He's cheap. Yeah, but with Cub fans, it's like we're sitting here like waiting to see if the volcano actually erupts this year or if it's like, ah, shit, it's not erupting yet. Right, yeah. Kevin? Like well, the f- last week, it was Abreu. They're after Abreu. They've talked to all the shortstops. Uh, you know, uh, say Suzuki's recruiting. They talk to their agents. Like, and yeah. Now, talk to their agents. <laughs> and now there's just been nothing. Yeah. Well, okay. Serious question for all three of you. Cause like, so like me and you were in this position during like the Harper Machado off season, would you rather be in the position like, Oh, like we're in the running for all these big names, like getting set up to be disappointed or be in the position we are now where we kind of know that nothing's going to happen. So we, oh, really- I'm all, I'm all in Mitch. I yeah. am all in. And Mitch, kinda- the thing- just the, the way this has to unfold for the Cubs to have to land any of those big those big big name bats is they have to make uh, peripheral moves first because those guys don't want to come play for a rebuilding organization that's not trying to win just yet. So the Cubs will have to make signings that reverb with the other players down the line. So I mean, you have to see some moves by the Cubs before you're going to see the Correa, Turner, those those guys. That's why I think Abreu always felt like it was like something that would probably happen faster because I think Abreu wants continuity and consistency in his life in general and the faster he know he could stay in chicago might be better for him so that i figured might happen a little sooner but once those things those there's a lot of dominoes that the cubs have to have fall for them 
before they're going to even be in the running for any of those guys. I don't think Correa and those guys are signing until they see the Cubs show they mean business. I don't think they're coming to the Cubs to just sit on a, you know, a 500 team. They want to win now. And to answer your question, Mitch, I'd rather be where we're at now, where if something happens, I'm pleasantly surprised because I can't do another off season like the Machado Harper one. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. I just I can't do it. I don't have the I don't have the fucking energy to do you that. Guys had a, you guys had we had like Wellington Castillo that year too, and I remember at Sox Fest they're like, yeah, he's good friends with Machado, and like everyone like that was going up to like talk. It's like, hey, like if you Facetime Machado, have you talked to him? He's like, oh yeah, you know, we're doing our best. And everyone's like, oh, we're gonna get him. And then the glove came out. It's like, oh, we're gonna get him. Yep. <laughs> and we didn't get dude the fucking glove. <laughs> I hated and loved those like three days on Twitter. Yeah, um, <laughs> the marquee at, at the United Center was was uh, next level. You get, I mean, the Sox they did have the quick Yasmina Grandal and Dallas Keuchel offseason. Yeah, that's why I was really hoping for one of those this year. Like, yeah, sign someone right away. So you guys can do it. Get Brandon Nemo, pony pony up. A couple weeks of content, and then whatever. If you need to disappear disappear but uh i'd rather be here where it's like i know it's depressing talking about like holy shit if we can get mitch hanniger that'd be like a huge w but it's, <laughs> that would uh, be an upgrade it would, i mean it would definitely be an upgrade yeah i mean we all were in uh this position brian where it was like any inkling and then that picture leaked out of like Harper's name at the United Center, like across yeah. the ticker and like, oh my God. It's, Is it fitting that Rickon's first signing was a bullpen arm named Nate Fisher, the former banker? Who would have thought? Another bullpen guy. That's what we need. Right. I still can't get over that. <laughs> yeah, like like you guys i mean kevin we went through this when the cubs weren't doing anything in the offseason and like at any free agent like you you couldn't you couldn't uh resist making fun of it because like they those were their moves minor league signings <laughs> i hope they pan out Long like, yeah. hey all right depth guy but like i mean the white Sox could very easily announce tomorrow that they signed brandon jury it would be very simple and that would that would be half but i don't think it's gonna happen no. Brandon Jury three for three with a double in his first simulated game for me in 2021. This, this <laughs> worries me. This is this worries me. Why, Jesse? Jesse Rogers. Rogers Jesse Rogers spent all last off season saying the cut. There's no way the Cubs are going to get Marcus Stroman. Okay, well that makes me feel better. Je mm -hmm. Jesse Rogers obviously has sources. Again, I'll say this for every guy that we say because obviously we're talking about them because they break news. From time to time, mm -hmm. they obviously have sources. They also have their own opinions. Mm -hmm. It's not like these guys are one hundred all the time. Like, they, and you, yeah, no and one I mean, goes one hundred percent. I think nope. it's fair when you talk about a guy like that to talk about his hits as well as his misses, though. Like, yeah, you know, that, that, that's for all. The, like, okay, I'll go. I'll go on the opposite. It gives me pause when he says he doesn't think the Cubs are going to spend. That's I'll all. It go, gives me pause. That's he, he was saying fair. that last year. Uh, I'll go on the opposite end. Gordon Whitmire has never like had anything positive to say about the Cubs for like 10 years. He made fun of John Lester's contract anytime he could. Out of nowhere, uh, he predicted Carlos Correa to the Cubs. Like, That's no weird. idea why, but the most, like, one of the most negative guys on the Cubs beat that was is like, weird. yeah, I think it's going to be Correa. To that the should Cubs. raise some bells, but. That's one of my things that it really 
tweaks my melon for those of you that get that reference. But <laughs> um, when someone just sits there and they just pump out shit, just saying everything negative that's going to happen. Like they're not going to spend, they're not going to sign this guy. This isn't going to happen. This is the, they don't really have a rhyme or reason. It's just like the percentage wise, the most likely to happen so that when it does, they can just be like, see, all yeah, right, see, I called you. it. You know, I, it drives me nuts when people do that. Like here, here's all I say on the Cubs and like whether they spend big money or not. The Cubs are obviously interested in the, in the shortstops. Uh, they want them yes. in their, on their own terms, like a shorter five years, six years, maybe seven years. Like I, I, I think it's come obvious that like that would be them going to the extreme limits of a long-term contract. But they're obviously interested in one of the shortstops. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think we can sit here and be like, no, this is all made up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, obviously, they have to prove it. They have to prove it that they're serious about it by signing. And they're not. Them. And they're not the only ones in the pool. Like, yeah. Cub fans, we're so self-important that we think it. Oh, it's just our choice of the three. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of other franchises going after these guys as well. So <laughs> they, if they, you know, again, if the Cubs wait until December to start making moves these guys are going to be gone and it's going to be too late. So that's why I think Jed needs to act faster too. But that that's, I mean, there are a lot of other teams that are going after all these guys too. It's not just like such a foregone conclusion that, uh, you know, that's, these are optimal situations, but you know, it could seriously shake out, you know, twins, Dodgers, Braves, what, you know, Houston, wherever hell, Colorado, whatever it, it, these, they could go anywhere. So it's, if you want to like earn, I know they probably no one cares, but if you want to like earn my respect and like me to be like, yeah, he's good at this shit, like lay it out there, like be like, I think he's going here for this many years, and that don't be scared to be wrong. You know what I mean? I feel like some of these guys are just so worried about being wrong that they'll just sit back and be like, yeah, they probably won't spend. Cool, dude. Way to go out on a fucking limb and just say <laughs> something that's like ninety-eight percent chance of happening. Like you're killing it, bro. It drives that drives me nuts. Absolutely insane. I do have to say the one thing I am worried about is uh, I thought I thought Sanga to the Cubs would be like a guarantee. Mm-hmm. The Giants being in on him and what their GM already said earlier in the year being like, yeah, there is that's... no player that we can't afford. I'm, I think he might just go to the Giants. Yeah, it's. Tough I think to they're get. gonna like pay him, especially someone coming from Japan. It's really tough to fuck with San Francisco, yeah. dude. Like any California city. To be honest with you, like Alan's yeah, yeah, that's that's gonna be a real tough sell. And I mean, I thought I thought that was a no brainer for the Cubs too. I have it on our chart. Like, I, yep. Well, watch the arms sure. race. Oh, I was gonna say, watch the arms race in the West. I mean, these teams have to keep up with the Dodgers. So now you're gonna see, you know, Padres are doing it. Now you're gonna see the Giants. I, I think the Rockies will start, you know, are gonna do it too. You're gonna see like mass spending coming out of the West Coast in the National League. It's gonna be, and Giants now are like done. They're done. They're, they're ready. Like they want to go. Uh, can we can we quickly go back to do you get okay? So how much do you think is Judge getting? You guys put I put a lot, a lot. It actually he actually wrote see, a Mitch, lot. Yeah, Mitch has ten many for years seventy five. Kevin eight for three twenty five. Zoe eight for three oh four. Going no, judge. Cheap. judge or no? Yeah, yeah Judge. And then judge has nine. I have, I have nine for three twenty five. Nine for three twenty five. My bad. And then I have eight for three fifteen. You know, I just I don't know, man. I don't see the Yankees. At least I think the Yankees are going to be like at least 
a very very competitive offer like there's no way they get blown out of the water if if it's even between like a dodgers or giants and the yankees i think he's still hightailing out of new york just because of i don't think it's like the lasting impression he had from Yankees, their fans. Like, I don't think that's possible. So if it's tied, I think he's leaving. I per, I will be the first to admit that I have him leaving New York basically because I really want him to leave New York. I mean, you guys know where he's from, right? Yeah, he's like from uh, like Northern yeah, California, he's, isn't he? From San Joaquin Valley, man. He's he's California boy. I mean, look at Joey Gallo and what happened with Joey Gallo once he got out of. Joey was probably yeah, he's probably texting him too. Like, hey, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's it's way, yeah, Gallo's in there like it's way better. Go back <laughs> to California, bro. After a bad night, you go sit at the beach and yeah. it's nice. Like, yeah, I, I just All year round. there's a lot of reasons I want him out of New York. One, just you know, first and foremost, fuck the Yankees. Two, I just want to see him with a different team and a different atmosphere to see what he can. Do. I just, I don't know. I just feel well. Like if he goes to the Giants, we're we're never gonna see any of his like, games. That, that's right. I want to see him leave. I think it'd be funny. <laughs> I can see, but for balance, I hope he does go to the Giants because him going to the Dodgers just like keeps like just. He goes to the Dodgers. I'm that's. that's that really just dumb at this point. I mean, that's like every offseason. You just assume they're gonna sign some big free agent. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, they have an all star team. Then they'll win 120 games, then lose in the first or second round. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's gonna happen. I will say this. Oh. All right, this is kind of a complete pivot. But the White Sox making some moves, too. They added a couple guys to the 40-man. That Jose Rodriguez is a prospect crush I didn't know I had till I was, like, reading about him. But he swiped 40 bases in double-A. Infielder. Hit 14 home runs in 2021. Combat for average. I kind of like him. And for the White Sox playing it cheap, that's an option. Utility guy in the future. Slash there you go. second baseman. The next Lurie. The next Lurie legend. The next Lurie. Jose Rodriguez. Keep it. I mean, he's the fifth ranked guy. J Rod, you got your own. You got your new J Rod. J Rod. We got a new J Rod. That was like one of those. Like I didn't really. And then I was like reading him. Like, oh, he's put up some solid numbers. So Jose Rodriguez, keep an what, eye out. What J Rod? Joe Rossi or something? Because it's not Julio Rodriguez. No, no, no. He is J. He is your J Rod. Yeah. Oh, oh, you guys are just. In, I thought you meant like he's going to be the next J Rod. There's an A Rod. There's a K Rod. We got a J Rod, baby. Yeah, you have your J Rod, though. It's not. No, it's Jay. Forty bases. The White Sox need guys that can steal bases. Lord knows we're not hitting home runs. Got to get guys in scoring position for all those singles. Well, when they let at, when they let at, when they let Adam Engel walk, he can be the new speed guy on the bench. I, I'm fine with that. Sign me up. <laughs> it could be. I've got Cubs protected. What Alcantara, Davis, uh, uh, and Ben Brown, and Ryan Jensen. Jensen. Ryan Jensen. Yeah. Jensen Kevin Alcal- Kevin Alcantara. That guy is going to be a stud. Yeah, he is. That's the guy they got for Rizzo. If you if you weren't sure, he is a freak. He's like his nickname, seven. the Jaguar. Yeah, he's a big, Ooh. strong. So we could have a Jaguar versus Panther. Oh. And, uh... I was thinking that too. Yeah, Lafayette <laughs> versus the Jaguar. And I think I think he also plays center field. So. Six, oh five. Jesus! He's six, a big boy. Big boy. He was great. No, he was like I think his age nineteen season. He had like a eight hundred OPS, hit fifteen home runs, pretty good. Yep, fifteen eighty five RBI, stole fourteen bases. Hey, what's the next? By the way, there's going to be the new like pickoff rules next year. Stolen yep. bases might go up, or Which they is should awesome. go up. We get J Rod up there, we might have like a forty five <laughs> base. <of stolen. laughs> 
Oh. J-Rod, new starting second baseman for the Sox? <laughs> it's gonna be a competition between him and Danny Mendek. We're not gonna make any moves. It's gonna be <laughs> Danny Mendek versus J Rod. Well, because Larry is ever gonna be in left field, so you don't have to worry about him at second. Ugh. Ugh. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny because it's so realistic too. Like, I can I... even see it happening. Rick, I was like, well, you know, uh, J Rod's uh, put together a quality season in double-A, and uh, I think he's uh, ready for the uh, big leagues. And uh, we had to say at the table for uh, Brandon Jury, but uh, this is right. We think I did want to bring up, so if we want to believe Bruce Levine's report like in the, that the Sox were one of 12 teams, which, again, like basically half the league was, <laughs> is trying to trade for Sean Murphy. Uh, if, again, this is like a deep hypothetical, because I, I think he, the next day Bruce Levine's like, yeah, they don't really have the prospects to get the trade done. Shaman if, all over again. But but if they could ever pull that trade off, like what would their plan be with Grandal then? Like, are you is he playing is he DHing, playing first base? Does Eloy go back to left field then no, full time? Eloy should play the field no more than fifteen games this season. <laughs> hey, you're not wrong. You're not, I've been saying it's gonna play more than time you got would imagine, but you're not. And he actually kind of did himself a disservice because he showed he's a capable hitter that can play like DH. That was the big concern. He wouldn't be engaged. Someone needs to sit him what, down and just say, like, what if, the, if you let Eloy play the outfield, then you're literally letting Abreu go for the wrong reasons. I thought the whole point right. was that, yeah, Abreu, no, he's DH. not gonna, yeah. And he, like, Eloy showed the last half of the season because as soon as LaRusso was gone, like, they basically relegated Eloy to strictly DH. And he showed he can still put up good numbers while DH. So, I mean, you're not going to have him in left field. Grandal, I think, would be a first base type guy. Like occasionally, give him Vaughn a day off, then like your second, your second catcher if you got a Sean Murphy. Sure. And that would also show that the White Sox aren't they're they're not, they're not messing around this year either. Like, hey, oh, by the way, this money, but he's going to be your backup catcher now. Another favorite part of MLB offseason is when reporters write articles because they're doing favors to teams. So oh, yeah. when a, when a free agent player is asking for a lot of money, uh, the team will be like, hey, can you bump this out that we're actually interested in somebody else? Mm -hmm. So Ken Rosenthal, two minutes ago, wrote an oh, entire no. article about the about uh, Ron Washington, the uh, one of the coaches for the Braves. Uh, and the entire article is about one of their prospects. Uh, who is this? Vaughn Grissom. And the entire premise of the article is how he can just replace Dansby Swanson. So guess how – so I'm assuming that Dansby is uh, asking for a lot of money from the Braves. Because <laughs> yep. this yep. article is like, yeah, this guy can just replace him. And, and the funny uh... thing is they're, they're citing the quote from Ron Washington, which is so – it's actually a milk and toast kind of like comment. He said the kid's getting better and better every day. He's here in New Orleans right now. And I'm telling you, he's improving big time. That's it. <laughs> like that—that's not him saying this guy's going to replace him. Oh that's him God. saying, "Hey, guess what? He's improving. He's getting God, better." He's into like a Rick Hahn press conference when like Oscar Colas's name, the right field. Like that's exactly what that is. Yeah, you know. It was like when uh, I think it was last what was it like Friday night when Heyman was like, uh, "Yeah, the Phillies are actually interested in uh, Xander Bogarts. There's a connection with Dom Dombrowski from Bo from his Boston days." And it's like, oh man, Trey Turner must have asked for like a ten year deal. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think Trey's get. I've seen a couple of things. Although you brought it up too, that Trey, there's things going around that Trey's asking for. Trey wants a bag. Yep. I think he saw what uh, Corey Seager got, or like mm -hmm. the, the Texas Rangers basically messed up the shortstop market. Oh, big. Time. What they did yeah. last year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, big time. 
because uh, because just... Seager got ten for three twenty five. He's probably being like, yeah, I want ten for three hundred. Half. I well, what I was gonna say about Aloy, someone sixty forty. Someone in Aloy's camp needs to like sit down with him and just be as sincere and whatever as possible and say the best chance for you to have a long, very profitable career in major league baseball is if you just become the best DH you can possibly be. Beat David Ortiz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be That's Frank fine. Thomas. Be David Ortiz. Yeah. Be, be uh, Edgar Martinez. Just be yes. a great right-handed hitter. Just literally forget about feeling like work on feeling like once a week for like an hour because you're bored. But the rest of the time, you're just focused Shag. on learning on how to hit, dude. Be just like, shag, hey, man, like when, you're, when you're going to the all-star team, yeah. when you're going to the all-star team, maybe you'll play like an inning. Like, yeah, maybe they'll yeah they'll randomly throw you out there. There's no problem. DH is universal now. It's not as big of a deal as it used to be. Just be the best fucking hitter you can possibly be. Yeah, and, there's no shame in it. Yeah. Play 500 um, during BP. That's fine. 500. I wanted to hear fun. your thoughts on this head-to-head matchup. Talking about like the free agent market, it's not that great for center fielders, especially. Um, both teams, Sox and Cubs, could are obviously looking for another outfielder. Mm-hmm. We've we we talked we've talked about one guy a lot, Cody Bellinger. Uh, they're still. I think the last I saw was the Dodgers still undecided if they're going to. Uh, non-tender him or not. I think they're trying to work out a trade. I think that's what that basically Yeah, that I meant, think so too. That they're trying to work out a trade, but if not, they're going to non-tender him. Mm-hmm. So if he becomes a free agent and then there's Kevin Kiermeyer, older, mm-hmm. coming back from hip surgery, that's scary. Not 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 big on a guy who's coming off a hip surgery. Who's but he's going to be a lot defense. cheaper and, you know, our teams love being cheap. Nope. Trade Liam Hendricks <laughs> to the Dodgers and get yourself... That's a Cody massive Bellinger. overpay, man. And... One that's a their... massive if you're gonna get the starting pitcher okay well that's what... let me fucking finish for christ's sakes kick trade I want to to the dodgers for cody bellinger and one of their multiple uh farm arms that they have because the dodgers are loaded in that aspect of it would they do that trade though i don't think so i don't think they would do that trade so. i mean we definitely just I would do it it. if i'm the general manager of the dodgers i would be like hell no we definitely just burned him with uh well he played a good second half of the year ish. Uh, I think they could just be like, fuck it, Kenley, we love you, baby, come back. <laughs> he'd probably be cheaper. Hold on, yeah. just, does this still work? Okay, just making sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other one. Like Cody yeah. Be- I think Cody Bellinger, if he does become a free agent, I think he signs for like no more than ten million dollars. No, he's like, gonna be, that's, that's like why it works out like, so perfectly for the White Sox. Or the Cubs. Or the Cubs. I think he'd be fine in either on either team, actually. So Kevin Kiermeyer out? Don't you want that I, I've, even I've never been fair. I'm good on that. He's a terrible hitter. Terrible hitter. He's known <laughs> for his speed and defense. And he terrible hitter. Hit. He's been a better hitter than Cody Bellinger the last three years. True. <laughs> Cody Bellinger, though, at least you know it's like there somewhere. I, I did. Okay, so this has been a big conversation with the Cubs Twitter because like that, the Cubs were also mentioned uh, a few places being interested in, in Bellinger if he's non-tendered. And then I, I kind of, I didn't really think about this aspect. How arrogant of a team to think that they could fix Cody Bellinger when, like, arguably one of the top two organizations in all of baseball couldn't do it. Yeah. 
question. He showed up in some big moments, though. So, like, that would be worth taking a fly on. Oh, I agree with you, Mitch. I still... He's like, only 27. He does show up. And, and he's going on Southfield. Yep. So, I mean, I'd take a flyer on him. He's only 27. He's, like, younger than, like, half the Cubs roster right now. He's younger than... Who's on the Sox? Who's a little old on the Sox? He's younger than Tim Anderson. He's younger than... He's probably, like, the same age as... Who knows? Never mind. Play first I mean, base, uh, the, the Cubs have a, the Cubs have a fielder guys, but like he's still only twenty seven. Twenty nineteen MVP. He still he's hits for power. He can he? He can hit for power. He has a fucking good arm out there. He's. I don't think people realize how good he was defensively. He can be. Yeah. He's an instant upgrade and all that. He's a left handed power bat that the Sox need. All they got to find. I don't know. Uh, have they announced it official that Homeboy is the hitting coach? Uh, I haven't uh, seen. I haven't seen any staff announcements yet for the White Sox. Is it true that no one wants to work for the Sox? That, <laughs> that, that came from a fan account, though. It was Uh-oh. a fan. Oh, that was from and a fan. I, I will some, say. But the reason, the only reason why I actually like paid attention to it was, you know how sometimes I think it was face one of these social medias like it pops up sometimes like you might like. Yeah, 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 it was some sports blog that I've never heard of, but you know, who am I to I give all sports blogs like a chance or whatever? And I was like, okay. And then the headline was like, no one wants to come to the White Sox because of toxic culture. And I'm like, that's new. And so I open it up to start reading it, and I see like they base this whole 800 word article off of this one fan tweet. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I went to Twitter. And I was like. There's got to be more to this. Like, has anybody else seen anything? Where did this come from? And then our boy, old friend of the show and SM, Tony Domimbo, tweeted back to me. And he's just like, no, it came from here. And it was the same tweet that the article was based off. And I was like, who is this person? And not only did they say, not only did they say that it's no one that's like plugged in or anything, but someone, I forgot who, someone's like, yeah, there's rumors going around that it's actually a dude behind that account. I was like, oh my oh, God, yeah. I got to get away from Twitter whoa, sometimes. Whoa, whoa. But, um, and then Mimbo told me, he's like, yeah, and uh, White Sox Dave brought this up on Redline Radio and just said like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> like, there's, It's there's Dallas no, Keuchel. There's no truth to this whatsoever. It's yeah, it's Keuchel's, Keuchel. No, it's Keuchel's mom. <laughs> well, <laughs> Would it surprise you though if they did have a toxic culture based off of everything that came out this year? No, I think it's. Fine. I don't think that's like steering free agents away, but come on, I mean, you're overreacting, Brian. Brian, what happens when they sign Cody? They get Cody Bellinger and he returns to his MVP form because the new hitting coach for the White Sox finds White one little Coast tweak, star. tweet like he moves his elbow like two inches or something I, like that. And puts two quarters in his left back yeah. pocket. And all I of a sudden he's this, back uh, MVP. Or they I give him two quarters of that new Chicago and he fucking goes hey, Mike, gets that Mike plane Gosar, he turned around Salvador Perez and, and Jorge Soler. They turned into studs. Like he was working with them with Pedro yeah. Ripple, and the next year they both hit 40 plus bombs. So uh, anything's possible. I think it was uh I think it was Uncle Jeff, Cubs fan on Twitter. He did a hilarious uh tweet the other day with all the Bellinger talk <laughs> and he screenshotted Bellinger's 2019 numbers and uh, and then he screenshotted when MLB stopped testing players for weed guess when that, that was I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> after 2019 the last all right, let's say this like let's say the Sox 
do like get them and they put it in like kind of like that Kyler Murphy Kyler Murray thing where they're like, "Yo, bro, you like can only play this much video games." Like maybe they, they get they get Cody Belger out of Cali, which we all know Cali and the trees go. You can only get Blaze one hand. time a week, Cody. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like it's. I mean, it's legal here in Chicago, and everything, but like maybe they're just like, bro, like we're gonna put you on like a, a smoking plan, like <laughs> you can, like you have to stick to this plan, and like maybe like. My sock summer is his edible connect or some shit like that. Like, like you just like keep the dosages. Like, you know what I'm trying to get to. Like, maybe they just like work. I will say though, like my last semester of school at Bradley, I went out to LA to do like an internship, whatever. And I went to a couple Dodgers games and like in between pitches, I loved to like watch random outfields and Cody Bellinger, like looked like he was high in the outfield. He would like take off his glove and be like spinning it around his hand in between pitches. There was like one point he had like his hand in front of his face and he's like covering his eye, like looking into the lights. Like I was like, dude, this guy's gotta be high. And then you see his like photo on the jumbotron. It's like, there's no way he's not stoned right now. I'll be right back. Like I okay, like these are his numbers from 2020 to 2022, and obviously 2020 was screwed up the whole short year. But he is a lot worse than I thought. He slashed. He slashed the last three seasons: 203 batting average, 272 on base, 376 slug, OPS of 648, and OPS plus of 74. Yeah, ever since I drafted him first overall in our Pinwheels and Ivy draft, um, it's been downhill from him. I, that was it. He's a bad. Hey, this was a lot of lineup protection too. Yes. Like, like he is buried. He's, he's buried. not anywhere where he's going to be getting more lineup protection. So that kind of can. Yeah. That being said, I'd still take a chance. <laughs> not for Liam Hendricks though. Yeah. No. No. Like, that, yeah. If, like, if yeah. it's a cheap deal, like I would take him over a Grisham, but he's not at the top of my wish list. But like, yeah. you're taking a flyer on him and you get some other support. Hey, why not? Are there any names you're thinking, Mitch? Like, obviously, I think this big name everyone wants. Drury makes a lot of sense for me. Like, who? Drury. Oh, Drury. Okay. Yeah, at second. But there's no, like, if I'm being honest, like, there's no names out there that I'm like, yeah, this guy, like, we're going to get this guy. Like, there's no, like, Korea where it's like, makes sense. And I think they're going to do it. I, I, I don't think, I honestly, I, I, if I had to bet, I'm betting Oscar Colas comes rolling in as our right fielder. And then I don't even know at second base. Like I don't. I, what about left field though? They have to get an outfielder. They need an outfielder. They, they need, need Michael Brantley. They finally do it. Milton Bradley they finally the White Sox move too. Yeah, the old like guy they should have signed like three years ago. Ugh. Coming off an injury. Nimmo <laughs> makes a lot of sense, and I don't think they're gonna do it. But like, if I had to pick, he makes a lot of sense simply because the fact like he hits for a lot of average. The left-hander, he can field. You get some speed near the top of the lineup. Yep. Like I, that would be the guy I would go after. Now the home runs maybe aren't there that you need. Like you need the power, but like that that one makes a lot of sense to me. I'm still a sucker for guys that hit for average, despite what the analytics say. So like I, that would be the guy he I would. He walks too, though. He he. I mean, he's he on gets base, base like another left-handed bat. So I, and I think that's you know just setting the table for some of these other guys. So that would be the top. Of my wish. I don't think they're gonna get him though, just because of his price range. Yeah. Kevin, so, or about Kevin for the Cubs. So Bellinger versus Kiermaier. Is it a clear Bellinger's the guy out of those two? 
Yeah, I think just uh, I think Bellinger be fine at Wrigley, and I think his defense is, plays well out in the outfield. I mean, it, we, we've already seen the Cubs can win with a guy like Jason Hayward and you know in the outfield. So, <laughs> but I think he Shout also out brings, Jason Hayward officially released and another left-handed bat that that I think that again I'm, I don't think that he could figure it out. I don't think someone's going to fix him. I think that Cody can fix himself. I don't think that has to do with any wherever he goes. I think it's a mindset and a mental block. I don't think it has anything to do with his fundamentals or his body. Or anything with his swing, I think it has more to do with the uh, that muscle between his ears. And wherever he goes, if he can get the right setup and he can get in the right place where things are like optimal for him to develop himself and just get himself, I guess, mentally healthy, I, I think that he'll thrive again. You know, leaving the first you know franchise he's ever played for can be a really fresh start for someone, or it could also be detrimental to someone. Well, so in, in LA too, there's a lot of pressure on the Dodgers. Like absolutely. outside the Lakers, that is the biggest team in LA. By far, mm-hmm. like it's one of the few cities. Their baseball team is much bigger than their football team, so like there is a lot of pressure there. Like outside of like New York, like that maybe you're right. Like you get a change of scenery. Like if he went to like a Baltimore, like there's not going to be nearly as much scrutiny or like a microscope on him as there would be in LA. And maybe he does them some good. And it's not and for me. It's not even the microscope for him. I think just having a you know a reboot. Uh, you know, got, you know, everyone goes through cycles in their lives and, and, you know, you say goodbye to one part of your life, you move to a new house, you kind of reinvent yourself. And I think that that's also really good for, you know, athletes like to do that. They like to sometimes prove they can do it away from the norm to some, you know, that, that, that's kind of a challenge for some of these guys too. So I do think that it just, it really depends on how he lands, right? Not, not necessarily where he lands, but how he lands. Yeah, no. I just love the idea of Cody Bellinger. We always talk about the floors and ceilings of guys. His floor is just like still great mm-hmm. defensive center fielder. He'll hit like twenty home runs. Yep. So I'll, I'll take that any day of the week. No, have absolutely. you guys heard any names, any pitchers connected to the Sox yet? Like they no. need to sign starting pitching, right? Jaden, you maybe it's the only thing I've heard. According to my simulation, they're they're signing uh, Syndergaard. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I mean, honestly, guys, that would I could see that happening. That seems like yeah. a Sox move. It'd be a very White Sox thing to do. Am I correct? I would take Johnny Cueto, another year Johnny over Noah at this point. Dude, Noah he just doesn't – He his fastball is not good anymore. No. I was seeing, like, some of his numbers. Like, he and doesn't get like whiffs on it. Like, power pitch. Yeah. Yeah, he's – he's, he's, like, fucking dominating the Cubs six years ago. Yeah, he is uh, not good. Do we need another pitcher? Yeah. But, like, I, I've said this before. That's not, like, the biggest need we need to – like, if we rolled in there with Davis Martin and we addressed at least, like, one of the two other needs with, like, an actual upgrade, like, I'm fine with that. Because starting pitching wasn't the big flaw last year. So, I asked Mitch this. Who is your – he already answered your guy, Brandon Drury, so you have to answer somebody else. Who is the one guy that you're looking at right now who makes the most sense and is a realistic signing for the Sox right now? Well, I mean, I would definitely have said Brandon Jury, but um, I've been saying, saying Brandon Jury since the fucking trade deadline. You got me on that train, if I'm uh, being honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, Make it yours, man. It's yours. I mean, I, I, threw out, I threw out this name, and it was it's the most White Sox signing out there because it's an older guy. That you've been linked to before, and you finally get him when it's probably too late, Michael Brantley. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Michael Brantley. I already, as soon as you started that sentence, I knew who you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's basically held together with glue and rubber bands at this point. So good yeah. hitter, though. Was he? Yes. Are you kidding me? 
No, I know in the past, but like last year. I think before. Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. So. And also, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm good. I don't want this to happen because one, it, I've, I didn't even know that this was possible. When you look him up in baseball savant, he comes up as a DH. He doesn't even have a fielding position. <laughs> we don't need that. His sprint speed is in the low, the 10th percentile in baseball. Like we don't need another slow guy <laughs> that can't play the field. The White Sox do not need that. Um, uh, I mean, Nemo and Conforto, Nemo and Conforto. Conforto, I think that might be the guy. The, them, those two make sense. If I can't say Brandon Drury, it'd probably be one of those two. Conforto on a one-year prove-it deal? That could do it. He does have a lot to prove, too. I I, I have my, my reservations about the White Sox going after Michael Conforto, but if you think about it, too, you know, hungry dogs run faster and he's got a lot to prove to the baseball world. So, so before he got hurt in 2022, 64 games, Brent Brantley did have a 785 OPS, 288, 370. I'm very, you, you cannot sell me on Michael Brantley. So that's, this is just a lost cause. Be they, second on the white Sox. They don't OPS. need a 36 year old who can't run. Who can't play the field? No, I was I was telling much. This was like the perfect signing three years ago when you should have signed him. Which, which in turn makes it a very White Sox signing. Well, uh, Michael Brantley, former uh, Silver Slugger, and, uh, yeah. I think he's going to add a lot to the clubhouse. Well, uh, you know, he killed us when he was in Cleveland. Uh, we loved, you know, we hated playing against him, and uh, <laughs> you know, we figured we had an opportunity to go out and get a guy, and uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys really didn't get it, uh, the Rickon. Yeah, really, it's improving. It's it's yeah, it's but uh, Conforto, I guess. Yeah, final answer. If I can't say Brandon Jury, it would be Conforto. Are you guys oh. surprised? Well, no, I guess we're not surprised that there has been more action. Uh, no, not this early. I feel like Conforto. Right, so much old. action. I feel like Conforto oh, might be this week. one of the first guys, yeah. one of the first outfielders off the board, though, just because he's been on the shelf for so long. And I feel like it would behoove him to get on a team as soon as possible to get into their facility, get going. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's not doing himself at this point. He's not doing himself any favors by that being said. I think you mentioned it last week. Like, do you think he has to do he has to do like a showcase, though, doesn't he? Because I would imagine there's got to be something like that. I haven't heard if, anything if about it, that. though. It, no, and I would say it could have already happened, but. These days and age, nothing happens. Yeah, it doesn't get out. Um, yeah, I mean, he didn't exactly play this awesomely, but, I mean, he'll, he's, what, 29 years old. He had a pretty good 2021. Uh, the one thing that I, I didn't know about him that made me like him more is he does walk a lot. He does. Or he did. Um we this is why that. he was. This is why he was Laz's guy. He gets on base. Yeah. So I mean, it, well, I know a lot of Sox Twitter liked him. Nice lefty bat. Pretty good hitter. Pretty good fielder. I mean, he would be an immediate upgrade. Uh, Steve Nebraska. Uh, I immediately thought of the tortilla face. Um, but yeah, so. We're coming up to almost the two-hour mark, which you all know what that means. He's been teasing it 
He's a been bit. sitting on it. Teasing it. Touching it. It's time for the NASCAR Minute. All right, we got some brief NASCAR move like news, and then maybe some more motorsports drama. If you're interested, there's a lot of tea in the Formula One world that I'd be willing to discuss, but we'll get to that later. As far as NASCAR goes, it looked like all the seats were decided, except for one Stewart Haas Racing, owned by Tony Stewart and Gene Haas. You can buy Tony Stewart, former driver Gene Haas, just a rich asshole that owns a tool company. Uh, they uh said today they're releasing. Cole Custer from his seat. He's getting dropped down to Xfinity. Basically, in baseball terms, he got relegated to AAA, uh, which in NASCAR, once you're in cup, if you get dropped down to the Xfinity series, kind of bad news for you. So he's getting replaced with Ryan Priest. And so it was interesting because near the end of last season, there was like rumors that like Tony Stewart was like, I don't want this guy driving a car next year. Like, let's get him out of here because he's been like terrible. He hadn't done anything really. And Gene Haas is like, no, like I like him, but let's keep him in the 41 car. And so there's some internal rip. And apparently Tony Stewart won the battle because they're getting Ryan Priest in the new car for the 41 for Stewart Haas Racing next year. And uh, he's out. So that's the brief NASCAR minute. Do you want to hear the other motorsports tier? Do you want to wrap this up? I'm giving you guys. Okay, keep going, Mitch. Keep going. This All is right. me right now. In the Formula One, uh, the world, which usually I don't watch that Euro trash, but there's no NASCAR, so I'm, I've been watching it. Um, so there was a lot of there was a lot of drama last week. So Max Verstappen, he's on Team Red Bull, the energy drink. He's won the world championship. Uh, he locked it up, won the world record for he has the record for wins this year, like second world champ. Like he's got everything locked up. So his teammate Checo Perez, who arguably. Wouldn't have won, like Max wouldn't have won the title last year if it wasn't for Checo. Checo held up Lewis Hamilton in the championship race, was like blocking him so like uh, Verstappen could catch up. He was stealing points from him. He's been a good teammate, which in motorsports, like you always want to beat your teammate because you're in the same equipment. So it's like your biggest competition during contract time. But he's always been like a very good like foot soldier kind of for Red Bull. So he wants to get second place in the championship since it's already been locked up. So he was on the wrong tires at the end of this Grand Prix uh, in Brazil last week. And Verstappen was ahead of him, and they were asking him, like, hey, like, Max, like, do you mind, like, pulling over this last lap and letting Perez pass you so he can get to the points and, like, clinch second place? And Verstappen's like, no. He just, like, he, he wouldn't do it. And they're like, all right, like, come on, Max. Like, he's helped you before. And it should be noted, too, that Perez has done this for Max before, where he's been in the lead and they've let Max pass because Formula One, they don't actually race. It's all, like, politics, and, like, they'll let your teammate pass. It's a stupid sport. But anyway, uh, Max is like, no, like, fuck him. Like, I have my reasons basically over the radio. And Checo is like, wow, like it shows the type of guy he is. But like they're all over the air rays with all this drama. And so now everyone's like, wow, Max Verstappen's like kind of a douchebag. He's not helping out his teammate that's helped him when he has nothing to gain because it's for like eighth, play, eighth place. So everyone's calling him out. And then his mom went on Twitter and was like, well, like I'm defending my like son because Checo cheated in the Monaco race. And by the way, he also cheated on his wife in Monaco. So like yeah. there's a lot of drama what? going on. It's like great. So, like, for the Monaco race, now I don't know about, like, the cheating allegations with his wife, but, like, check, because, like, for street courses in Formula One, it's hard to pass. So, if you win the pole position in qualifying, it's, like, a 90% chance you're going to win the race. So, Checo had the fastest lap, and then he crashed his car on purpose to, like, run down the time in qualifying so no one else could get a faster lap. So, everyone was saying he did it on purpose, including Verstappen, who was, like, ticked off at the time because he's like, well, like, I wanted to win pole there. So, he accused him of cheating. And so, like, that was his reason for not letting Checo pass, even though Checo's helped him in the past. And then his mom was airing his dirty laundry because apparently Checo was cheating on his wife after he won the race in 
cheated for the Monaco Grand Prix. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of drama in the Formula One world going on right now. So there you go. That's your nap. This Padres pitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Fergus is up and back. Guy just ordered Shake Shack straight to the dugout. I <laughs> I got a good NASCAR minute for you guys too. I got some trivia planned. So okay. yeah. I mean there's no other big motorsports news. So yeah. There's a lot going on there. I thought you were gonna talk about Dallas Keiko's mom. No, I know the moms are like getting after they like she was she was going she was going ham on Twitter. Or Instagram. It was Instagram. Mitch, was that F one thing? Kind of like uh uh what's uh, like Talladega Nights? When uh, Ricky Bobby would never let a uh, Dale like do the yeah, can make the other way, it was. And the difference was like he had nothing to race for. It wasn't even for a win. It was like for eighth place. And Checo's like helped him a ton. He's let him pass for a race win. He's stolen points by getting the fastest lap. And last year in the championship, like it was between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, and whoever won the last race because they were dead deadlocked in points, which usually never happens. So whoever won that last race was gonna win the championship. And Checo stayed out blocked Hamilton for like three laps and held him up just so Verstappen could catch up to him. He's been like a great teammate. And Verstappen didn't return the favor when he was asked once to do it. And so Checo, understandably so, is like really pissed off at him. And he's like, wow, like shows the type of person he is. And even all the Max fans, I like we're all pissed off at him. Mm -hmm. And so his mom's like, well, everyone's taking shots at my son. Then I'm just going to throw Checo under the bus for cheating on his wife, allegedly. It was hilarious uh, hearing about that story because the the only interviews I've seen them, they're like just always together. Yeah, obviously they're on the same team, but like they seem like they're really and, good friends. And Verstappen even acknowledged in the race last year at Abu Dhabi that like Checo held him up. He's like, oh, like yeah, like Sergio Perez is like that's his actual name, Sergio Perez is like, oh, he's like he's a legend. They're like, oh, thanks, Sergio. Like, he knows he wouldn't have won that championship without him. So, Damn. yeah, it was interesting. But Max Verstappen's a douche. That, that's what I concluded out of it. Makes Don, Josh Donaldson look like a good teammate. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Blessed. Um, <laughs> all right. So for NASCAR, Mitch, that's Fids, Aldo, Hamzo. Uh, these, these shows become longer and longer marathons now. This is a pretty quick one. We're under two hours. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's not... <laughs> In off-season podcasting, that's like four days. But um, I don't. Zoe's know. beard has gotten longer since we started tonight. Uh, I noticed I got a that head behind you is growing a body. Did anyone else see like the dog tail lurking in the background? I just thought that was hilarious. I'd see like a tail like pop up behind <laughs> you and like be wandering around. <laughs> I'm still staring at the Paw Patrol spinal uh, cord. That actually. was Zeus. Um. All right, guys. We'll uh, see you next week. And of course, if anything breaks for the Cubs or the Sox, we will do uh, an emergency show if available and if you're still around uh tomorrow i will be on the brand new show uh our guy brian's podcast doing a thanksgiving food draft oh okay first, really quick before we log off well one what's the name of that podcast so i can listen it's getting, it's getting drafty in here, in here. getting dra okay second shameless plug uh the director for believe land we're winning espn 30 for 30 director a andrew billman uh i interviewed him Earlier this week, he had some really good stuff. Just about if you're if you're a fan of baseball history, Indians, Guardians, whatever, Yankees, 
uh, or like I said, baseball history in general, just came out with a new documentary. Uh, he was talking about really good stories he had there about Babe Ruth, the guy that killed Ray Chapman. If you don't know about that, you can learn about that. And he talked about the White Sox from a Cleveland Guardians perspective. So you can find that at Sports Mockery or if you go to my Twitter, the interview's up uh, on there. So check that out as well. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's uh, at Getting Drafty Pod on Twitter. So make sure you follow it. Um, I was just, I'm reading, I just got a DM here from Brian saying, oh boy, I got the first pick. Is this is this your first uh, foray into the Tainted Glove Network? Is it, have you no, ever? No, I was on uh, Young Friends Foes. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you went on there. Okay, yeah. yeah. What uh, do you got? So you got one pick. one. I think I got one one. Let me read this again. Uh, I just ran the order generator. The order is Zoe, and then Roxy, and then Brian. We're gonna go four or five rounds. Have fifteen items in mind if you can. Um, oh shit! Well, don't spoil items, it. I'm not I'm too sure on what you pick. If you want to be specific. Um, is it oh, a snake man. draft? If I'm one one, yeah, there is there is a there is a lot of pressure on this pick. Oh yeah, I mean, hey, of course. Okay, you gotta... Aldo, what are you going with? Tamales, number one. What are you going with? Tamales, number one. Fuck yeah! All right. <laughs> I don't I don't think I'd make it my yeah, one one, but I I do love me some tamales on Thanksgiving. Dude, winter time, it's cold as shit in Chicago. That's awesome. some tamales. The tamale, dude, always... the tamale guy that comes to the bar. Top-notch tamales. Always nice. green, fellas. Always green. It's for me. It's always stuffing. So, see, that's what I would go with, but I call it dressing because it's not stuffing unless you put it in the turkey. That is wild, dude. I, I bet you is. What is it? I just don't understand that reasoning. But what was the other food stuff we had before? Oh, if we keep peanut butter in the fridge. Yeah, psychos. <laughs> Wait, you don't put peanut butter in the fridge? Yeah, no. I always put it in the fridge. It's in the cupboard. Cover? No, I keep it. I put it and keep it in the cupboard until you open it. And then you put it in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. No, no. no. Okay, so the whole time. No, I put it in the fridge. Keep it in the fridge. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm with you there, Kevin. This must be like a West Coast thing because I think I used to open it, put it in the fridge when I still lived in Illinois. But once I moved down here, I think I just keep it. Yeah, I, I just like keep it, it in the cabinet. No, dude. Chili. Chili. That goes in the fridge. Fuck, although now I want the tamale guys tamales. Dude, they're so good. Tamale! You ever see that Seinfeld where they're at a cockfight at like 2 in the morning? And he's like ordering a tamale while Kramer's jumping in there. That actually, although that might be a sleeper pick for me later in the draft. Because I, I, uh, I think I'd be the only one to rip that pick. So I think I'm going to go with But I think I have my 1-1 one, one in my mind already. Not no spoilers. You're gonna have to tune in tomorrow. It's getting Sweep drafty it in there. there. Don't overthink it. Though. Don't overthink it. Sweet potatoes on the yams. Um, all right, Crispy brown. Anyway. We will uh, see you guys next week. Buy some merch, fucking idiots. This Padres pitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Cause Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. This rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. 
This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar, yeah. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar, yeah.